girl, how many do we? I I would have to say that I get asked some random redhead joke every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, if another person tells me that we're going extinct, like I'm going to like, someone's going to catch hands. <laughs> like we're not, I'm not a mammal, like a species. Yeah. This or is being not. called ginger. I'm, there's a hard R in there. They need to say ginger from now on. Oh, ginger. you should save that one. We can talk about that because that feels like a good rabbit hole to go down. Oh, a ginger? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like a ginger hole. Welcome to the Lofty Conversations podcast. Glad to have you here. Rates, what's up? Hey. <laughs> quiet. Am I quiet today? Well, you started off a little quiet. Usually, people are, usually, bring people are usually concerned when I'm quiet. And I bring too much energy into it. Is that what yeah. I want? All right. All right. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll match your energy. What up? What up? That's so unnatural. Yeah, too uh, much. Very too un- much. Yeah, do less. Yeah, do less. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, calm down. So today, we have a pretty exciting guest, I think. Because we're going to talk about, well, one thing specifically that we, I think, each know nothing about. I mean, look at me. (laughs) I know nothing. So today we have Connor. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Good. We, Connor just recently went through the Miss Arizona USA. Miss Arizona USA, that's not correct. No, that's correct. Miss Arizona USA, that's how they title it? Yep, not Miss America. There's no talent section. <laughs> well, <laughs> she, she's like, to be clear, I have no talents. No, I'm just kidding. So Miss Arizona USA, does that mean if you win Miss Arizona, then you compete in Miss USA? Is that yes. like the next step? Okay, yep. that's, the, that's the lineup. Okay. I So I saw this happening and I watched, I saw on social media, you're prepping, you're getting ready, all the work you're putting in. And it dawned on me that this would be a super interesting person to have come talk to us because I know nothing about that. And, um, but I think, I don't know, it's just a different world. I think it's a cool story. So I thought I would ask her to come and she agreed to come hang out with us for a while. Yeah, I love thanks it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Can't so, wait. So let's, first of all, before we go there, you are born and raised Arizona. Is that right? Born and raised Scottsdale, Arizona. Oof. And you've, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oof. Well, the, the oof was more to like my underlying Scottsdale opinions, but that's okay. Oh. That's that's probably like not yeah. deserved. No, North Scottsdale is where it's at. Okay, that's different. Yeah, no. That's different. That's a different breed. So you so born and raised out here. What was your favorite thing about being in Arizona as a kid? Ooh, probably the weather and just kind of being around family. All my family lives here, so I just grew up here. This is all I knew. I didn't know snow. I didn't know the South or the beaches really growing up. So what keeps you here? Ooh, still family. Yeah. I went to school in Charleston, like I told you earlier. So I got to see the South and um, I loved it, but there's just nothing quite like Arizona. I feel like it's the cheaper alternative to California. Yes, that's for sure. True. And I think too, I think one of the things that I've always loved, so I've been coming out here since I was a little kid, I've only lived out here for a few years, but I, I feel like, you can drive 30 minutes and the scene completely changes. Mm-hmm. 
And I, that just doesn't happen on the East Coast. I don't know how you feel. No, I actually said that to somebody today. And they were like, you know, people ask you, like, what do you like about Arizona? And it's kind of like, I can do anything I want. Like, if I want to feel like I'm in a city, I can go do city things. If I want to go hiking, I can go hiking. It's right there. You know, if I want to, you know, I'm from the East Coast, so I still, like, I want to see snow at least once this year. I can drive two hours and be there. Um, I went to Chicago and still didn't get my snow fix. Oh. I was born, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I do love Chicago at Christmas. So... Okay. You was the first time you moved away. Is the only time you moved away was was at Charleston? Well, I originally went to school in South Dakota, Ooh. which Ooh. was awful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> remix. Whoa, it was freezing. I mean, it was like negative thirty, the wind chill, and I had never experienced that in my life. Yeah, like, where what, you, what made you decide to do that? Well, I kind of married the first boy I kissed with volleyball scholarship so the first school that wanted me i was oh. like wait oh, that's actual married no 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 oh, okay. just, she just means like the first school that was like hey you're good at volleyball she was like great take oh, me with love schools nice. with schools yes, yes. so i, I didn't say, really well, wait it out yeah. i just wanted to go into my senior year of high school and know exactly what school i was going to and i remember my parents were like are you, are you sure you want to go to south dakota and i mean it was miserable it was so cold how I, long did you last a year and a half Oh, well, okay. Well, she yeah. gave it the college try. Yeah, I really, pun intended, really folks. <laughs> really did. The people are nice, though. Midwesterners are pretty sweet. Girls, not so much, but the boys are nice. Is that, do we still consider that the Midwest? I mean, I think so. If, if they say gal, then I consider it the Midwest. Do they? I don't know what they say up there. They I've say never big, been. too, and coach. Co- oh, yeah. Well, because you get that Minnesota. Yeah. Like, it's kind of similar. It's that I, you I have know, marbles I think... in my mouth accent. Yeah, I don't know if I can. I mean, I guess maybe technically it's the Midwest, but I don't know if I'd claim them. Claim them. So okay, you so South Dakota, you decided nope, not for me. Then you kind of went opposite. You transferred. Yeah, I went to a bigger school. I went to a a D one school. I was at a D two school, and they offered me a full ride and to play ball. To play volleyball. Yep, and it was also on the beach. I was on the beach every single day. Yeah. You just couldn't beat Charleston. That's one of the most beautiful cities, I think, in the U.S. My brother went – that's funny because my brother did the opposite. He started um, – he went to UNC Wilmington for gymnastics, okay. yeah. and then he transferred up to OSU. So he – I mean, but he did the exact opposite. What was it like? How did, how did you feel – well, first of all, when you left here, how big was your high school? It was pretty big. My graduating class was 420. Okay, so that's pretty big. It's, it's not terrible. And then you, how big was the first school you went to? Small? It was pretty small. Everybody knows everyone. They're all in each other's business. And it's a super small town, so you don't get away with anything. What what town was it in? (laughs) Aberdeen, South Dakota. Aberdeen. Yeah. Do not know that. No. What do they do up there? What's the industry? Is it oil? Uh, pheasants. No, I'm just kidding. Pheasants. (laughs) You could, you know, you know what? You could tell me that and I'd be like, holy shit, pheasants. Yeah. No, they have like dairy. They have have a lot going on. Farmers. Man, that just I don't know. Sounds like it would suck to me. Sorry, South Dakota. My answer was going to be drugs because like <laughs> no, what else? What else is anybody do? doing? Yeah. But I, you're more intelligent than me, so you went with industry. I mean, but, that's, but that's how it <laughs> but goes. My first was like, oh no, everyone's doing drugs. Like they're <laughs> miserable. They're cold. Like yeah, but that, but I mean, on the real level, that's I mean, you were taking it jokingly, but that's not. That's not so far-fetched. That no. that's... I mean, most people that I went to school with, they had never left South Dakota. Yeah. So you left South Dakota, went to Charleston, loved it. 
Yeah. What was it like? So I didn't know you played ball down there. I didn't know you played volleyball. Mm -hmm. What was that like? What was that experience like? Being a collegiate athlete? Yeah. At that level. Ooh, it's a full-time job. People don't realize, I don't think unless you've really gone through it, you don't realize that you don't have the same type of social life as other college students. You you can't join a sorority. You can't, not that I was upset about that, but you know, you, you don't have the same type of life. Your, your life is all based on playing the sport. You had to be back at times, but like 3 a.m. We would take bus rides. We'd get home at 3 a.m. We'd have class at 7 a.m. And you were expected to be there. And you'd miss school for, you'd miss like three classes and you'd have a test that day. You had to be ready. You're always oh, okay. on. Yeah. So it's, a, it's tough. It's a lot of juggling, but it prepares you for the real world. Did you, so did, have you carried that? Did you, wait, did you play all four years? I played four and a half years. Four and a half years. Okay. Yeah. And obviously you, I think you, you coach now, don't you? Yeah, I do. Do you still, do you find that you like, do you still get that fix? Do you, do you still play at all in like a reg league or anything? No. See, I feel like when you lose that athleticism, uh, I'm super competitive. So now I can just take it out on the, like the girls I play with. I get to use that outlet but playing it's just not the same when you're playing in a rec league people are just trying to have fun and, and you're and still, you take it yeah. seriously <laughs> you take yeah. it seriously and hurt people and you're yep. like oh this isn't that that's fun. what happens with me when i go ride go-karts <laughs> yeah people that's... get in my way and then they <laughs> yeah. get trashed they get destroyed yeah yeah um so well so I, i'm gonna tell you what i know are you ready for my volleyball knowledge let's hear it let's go i know one thing about volleyball I know what a libero is. Oh, yeah, that's pretty spicy. You got one up on me, champ. <laughs> that's because yeah. they wear the different. It's basically jersey. like yeah, and they like roll around on the floor and yeah. like they're the, they're usually the smallest one, right? Yeah, they're usually they're really small and scrappy. Yeah. They're called libero means free player, so they can get subbed in and out as many times. They this doesn't count as a sub. Okay, um, and you have a certain amount of girls that you can sub in and out of the court. So they're allowed to come in and out of the court, but they can only play back row. I so the reason I know that is because one of my friends from DC. That's what she. That's what she was at High Point University. Oh, I know High Point. Do you? Yeah, yeah, we play against High, them. I never. It was crazy. So North Carolina all my life. Mm-hmm. I never knew about or of High Point. Have you? Did Did you ever go there to play? Yeah, we they're in our conference. Okay, so you know there's like a giant. It's it's globe. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like there's a huge wall all the way around the school. And it's, it's a, I would say it's a wealthy school. It's like this hidden little, it's like a gated community basically. And all of the sorority houses are like legit mansions. mansions. That's, I feel like that's a lot in the South though. Okay. Cause that's where I thought I wanted to go to school originally. So I went UNC, you know, all those, and they are very, I felt like they were very upfront in the walkthrough. It's like, if you don't join a sorority, you don't have friends. They take you to these like, crappy dorms yeah. uh, that look like they have cockroaches and mice <laughs> like about to crawl out of the wall at any moment. And then they bring you to the sorority houses and they are no lie brick mansions with like the lettering above. And it's like, and I was, I'm the same with you. Sororities was just like, I'm not going to pay for friends. It was just never yeah, in exactly. my. <laughs> well, the crazy thing for me was that I grew up maybe an hour and a half away from High Point, And I never had even heard of this place wow, until really? I made friends, my libero friend, we worked together in DC and she went to High Point and that's how I learned about it. And she took me there one time. And that's when I learned 
I must have been a different level of poor because I didn't even I didn't even know this freaking place existed. And then I went in there and I was like, okay, no, I get they don't they didn't want my kind in here. Yeah. But it was uh whew. so anyway. They run a credit check when you apply. Yeah, and I was friends with Tez and they were like, Nope. Yeah, no. <laughs> um so Marty. Marty. Yeah, you gotta listen to Marty's episode because he's really funny. He's oh, the comedian yeah. one. Ooh. So volleyball is, did you, what was your favorite thing about doing that through college? Cause I, I'm interested in, in college athletics at that level because I didn't, mm-hmm. that's not an experience I had. And so but I watched my brother kind of do it from afar and I watched, you know, all the great things that he got to do at OSU. Um, but it's, it's just a, I don't know, it's kind of a different level of, that experience than I think any of us, at least most of us ever get to go yeah. through. I mean, playing division one volleyball was my biggest dream when I was a kid growing up. I, I was definitely not athletic and it was the only sport that I never g- gave up on. Um, and I was five ten in seventh grade. So I got cut from my seventh grade team. I didn't make the team. So when I came back in eighth grade, I made the team and the girls were so mean. Wait, why'd you get cut? I wasn't good enough. I was oh. trash. I was garbage. Even though I was tall, I just was. I was like, girl, you're 5'10". Don't yeah, you just stand there I with the hands up? Yeah, like, yeah. like it's seventh, good. seventh grade. Is anybody really that good? <laughs> no. Like just stand there. Yeah, it was tough. I remember I got cut. And then I remember the girls were mean. They're like, you're not going to even make the freshman volleyball team. I was like, you're right. I'm going to make JV. <laughs> and I <laughs> did it. make JV. Yeah. And I was like, suck it. <laughs> That's amazing. Do they have, is, is volleyball, is it like a lot of other sports where there's like expensive travel teams? Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. Nowadays, club volleyball, you, you could spend anywhere between five to 10 grand per child on Oof. club. So if your daughter's not really interested in playing at like a collegiate level, it's it's, it's not worth it. I don't think it's worth it. I, I mean, just have them play at the YMCA at that point. Isn't it crazy how, I just I, I just wonder how, how far away from the principles of what this stuff is supposed to be we're getting with all these like high, you know, all-star level travel leagues. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think the principles are still there. They have to work hard. The gr- I, We just came back from a tournament today, actually, and we were talking about um, entitlement. And sometimes it, it can be difficult as a coach. I feel like nowadays a lot more girls are entitled into thinking that they deserve positions, not really on my team, but on other teams. I've noticed that. Yeah. And they don't like to work for it. They don't like to grind and, you know, fail. They're just, their parents are kind of coddling them. And sometimes, um, do you ever have to deal with like douchebag parents? No, luckily not on this. Really? Team. Oh, that no. was the worst. That's the worst part. I swear about athletics. It's the parents, parents. Yeah. like the parent parents really, if there's any parents listening, don't ruin it for your kids. Yeah. My, thankfully my parents never did that. My mom was an artist. Like she was not athletic. Oh, my mom used to scream at me. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I remember one time I was playing when I when I really got good at hockey and I was got to the point where I could play in some of the travel leagues and stuff. And we went to this one tournament and it was packed house. I, you know, I, if to me it felt like thousands of people, but it was probably you know several hundred. But it was loud enough. And I remember being out there, and as soon as I step on the ice, I miss a pass, and I'm I, out of all the people, I can hear my mom screaming at me. Just Ooh. like lighting me up from the <laughs> from the sidelines, yeah, <laughs> from behind the glass. Everything you've ever described about your mother that just doesn't fit. 
It just doesn't yeah. fit. Oh, yeah. It, no, it, it doesn't fit the narrative for his mother. <laughs> she, I have this vision of his mom. I've never, obviously never met her, but that doesn't fit. She's like this sweet little Southern woman, but oh. she has that side of you. Where, Bless your heart. Fucking get the puck, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's uh, they, like that's the juxtaposition yeah, 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 there. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm confused. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's, that's a bummer you don't have any parent stories because that's, I feel like that's some of the, when I coached hockey, the, some of the, the way the parents were was that's some of the funniest parts of it. I mean, it was a pain in the ass, but it was hilarious. I feel like out here that would, I don't know. I just assume, I guess, that that would be a little. It's early in the season. So, it's, I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> there's still time. Room. There's probably still time for, you know, a couple of crazy parents, but so far they're pretty good. It's been good. No, yeah. I think that's. So what was your favorite part about being in Charleston? I mean, the beach, obviously, I would assume. Yeah, the people are amazing. Um, and definitely the food. <laughs> Charleston's known for having some of the best food. Um, they have Southern cooking. I mean, there's nothing. Jim and Nick's. I could just think of a bunch of stuff. What'd you study? What did I study in yeah, school? Yeah. Business administration and graphic design. So why'd you leave? Because Charleston's kind of awesome. I don't like to stay in one spot for too long. I, I went to, after I graduated, I went to Tampa, Florida for like six months. So I don't know. I was just time. I think felt like I outgrew Charleston. It was in Tampa. City. Yeah. I had a, sorry. <laughs> what's sorry. in Tampa? Sorry. Is that not we my first? No, really? No, Tampa is, yeah. If you know me well enough, you already know I feel about Florida in general. Oh, but so I'm dying to know what. Yeah. I'm going to Daytona next weekend. Oh, that'll be fun. You hick. Yeah, Daytona's uh, a weird city. Well, I'm very, going for the sports car race. Yeah, so I would hope so. Different. That would be the only reason. Yeah. Well, okay, Tampa. Uh, yep. Yeah, so in tree sell us. <laughs> you are now Tampa um tourist division and you're trying to sell us on Tampa. Go. Okay. Hold on a second here. <laughs> the, the first reason I went out to Tampa was because I got a coaching job. That was my first I was okay. still in college and I applied for an assistant coaching job. Which wasn't even enough to, you know. Pay pay the rent like six hundred bucks a month, so I had to get a real job once I actually moved out there. But I picked up all my stuff and just moved to a city I didn't know a single soul. It was tough. It's definitely uh, character building at its finest. <laughs> Heard that, yeah. And I lived across the street from I think it was at USF, and. I mean, I was in a bad neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> I was not. They're like, was don't like, go to this Walmart at night. Mm-hmm. You will get robbed. People will stab you. And that was, I just never went at night. I had to be careful. <laughs> never, ever. Her mom hasn't house at slept night. A, a solid night since. <laughs> exactly. So after, so you, after that, you came back here. Yeah. It was time to come home. Since. It was time. Yep. What keeps you here? Other than, I mean, I know you said family's a big thing, but. Yeah. I mean, I think Phoenix and Scottsdale, I think they're great cities. I don't have any problems with it. I might move sometime, but. No, I agree. Now. I mean, we both moved here. Yeah. I think that it's yeah. kind of one of the hidden gems, for lack of a better term, I guess, of mm-hmm. the states. I mean, I I love that nobody really knows how awesome it is here yet, at least. And I think. You know, I feel like it's catching on. Yeah, I think it's catching <laughs> on. It's starting to catch on for sure. Um, well, I mean, I don't mind. It's kind of a double-edged sword because I don't mind industry coming here because mm-hmm. it brings more money. It develops some of the neighborhoods, but I don't know. Eventually, we'll probably be, we'll probably be tired of people migrating. Yeah. Migrating. Where would you go if you if if we had to tell you you moved tomorrow? Where Where do you think you'd end up? Ooh. 
I've been looking at Chicago a little bit. Ooh. I I know Good it's city. cold. I know it's Good cold. City. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I went this summer and I went in the winter in November. So I got both sides and I love Chicago in the summer. Yeah. So much fun. Chicago in the summer is what keeps people there the yes. whole year. That's some yes. of the best years of my life. I mean, I was there for almost 11 years. Oh, wow. And I, my brother and sister are still there. Man, what a amazing city. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I if, if I had to leave here for some reason, if I had to go back somewhere, that's where I'd go. There's so much to do in Chicago. Yeah. Like, there's always something going on. And the Cubs games are not – yeah, the Cubs games. Those mm-hmm. were so much fun, too. Yeah, I so I lived. My very first apartment was right up behind Wrigley Field. Oh, really? And my brother and sister live there now. I mean, walk out on their balcony and just look up and see. You can see the marquee, um, and that's awesome. I used to watch ball games, and I would have to shut my window because there was a you know five ten second TV lag, and I would hear the crowd, and then I would have to wait to see what was going to happen on TV. I was like. <laughs> But the cool thing about it is you can sit there and you can open your windows and hear all the concerts because mm-hmm. they build those giant stages and all the big acts. So I, I love it. I think if you're going to go somewhere, Chicago I think it's still pretty be. affordable too. Yeah. For, I think it's for, for being a city and being such a great city with a lot to do and mm-hmm. a lot of culture and things, it's still pretty um, affordable. Yeah, I agree. Chicago's awesome. Boston is out of its mind. New York, like all those. Yeah, I, I put Chicago in that same category. Yeah. Um, Where else would you, do you have any other places you'd like to travel? Ooh, I'm going to London in two weeks. Ooh, love I've London. I've never been to London before. So. That's awesome. Have you been to Europe? No, that's my first time. I know, it's crazy. Do you have <laughs> locals over there or are you just No, going? my friend and I, we got a ticket, plane ticket for $450. Nice. So we're going to London for a weekend. Send it. Yep. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll have to give you some recommendations for London. Sure. Because this is a, it's pretty, actually, you know, I don't think there's a bad time. It'll be, it might be chilly, but it's really not a bad time to go to London. Because it's just, it's like Chicago. It's kind of amazing any time of year. Okay, that's good to keep He spent a lot of time there. So yeah. He, he's. Yeah, I lived there for almost a year. Wow. Yeah. Are you going to get to travel any more of Europe? Or are you just staying in London? No, we're just going for like five days, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. You can get out a little bit. I mean, oh. even five days in London is. That's a lot to like stay in one, but there are, I mean, London's a huge city, but I mean, you could take a train, you can be to Paris in two hours. Ooh, yeah. That's a good idea. You can get like a $60 train to Paris. I've never been to Europe, but that's, if I ever yeah. go, it's like, I'm going to, I've always said I'm going to go yeah. for two weeks and I'm going to try and see. You should, London. you should totally plan. Here's what I would do. My recommendation, um, travel channel, feel free to sponsor us on this. <laughs> if you, I would Look up some other cities within like an hour or two flight. Mm-hmm. Probably maybe less than an hour, given that you're there for five days. Because you can get flights out of Heathrow or Gatwick for, you know, you could, I mean, you could fly to Paris for like $30. Oh, wow. The train is actually more expensive, um, but just getting to the airport, the train's usually quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but take a day. Like you could take a day trip. It sounds crazy here because all of our cities are so spread out, but you could quite literally take a day trip to Dublin if you wanted to. Be to Dublin in like an hour, spend a a day, you know, like one overnight, come back the next day. That is a good idea. You should consider that at least because five days even in London will be... Too much? I don't... Well, not that it'll be too much, but if, if you're already there... 
Yeah. Might as well go see at least one more city. Branch out. Because you can do London, you can do the entire city of London in a long weekend. So if you've got a couple extra days to play with, go see another city. Yeah. Definitely keep. It'll be mind. pretty, yeah. and it's cheap. I mean, you're already you're already, already there. there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good one. So London, where are you, you traveling anywhere else this year? I'm always okay. I'm always so interested in where people are going. Or they want to go. Yeah, yeah, where do you want to go? Yeah. Give me good ideas do? about where yeah, I can yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to Bali. Oof. I've always want I, I want to go to Bali. I want to go to the Philippines. Um, what's that other one? Uh, the Maldives. Ooh, yeah. But I've heard that's an incredible pain in the ass to get to. I feel like it would be. Have you ever been? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, at this point I'm traveling solo in my life, so like the Maldives. You like to travel that, solo, though. I do, I do, but that's that to me seems like a very romantic. If we thing. ever like, do, you know, I just we have this bright idea that we're gonna go, we're gonna travel for the podcast, and we're gonna find people, and we're gonna go to them like a few times a year, and yeah, why not? We're going to explore, and I was, I've already been thinking, well, we're gonna have to have separate flights because she loathes traveling with people. Oh, why? What? What is No, no, it? no. All right, gentle, gentle. You make me sound like a jerk. No, she's uh, not a jerk. She no, just no, has no. A I don't. I don't mind traveling with people, but I've traveled so. So, I, the job I've had uh, for the last four years, I've traveled over a hundred thousand miles a year. Wow. So, there is a system that I have. I do not get to the airport early. I do not want to have lunch. I do not want to have a drink before I get on my flight. I want to get to the airport. I usually leave about ten minutes to get through security. And like I'm literally walking to the gate and sit there maybe five minutes max and then they board. Wow. Like I don't like to spend time in the airport. So like traveling with my mother, she needs to be there two hours. My brother, the same way. My father just needs to get completely buckled to forget where he is because he hates <laughs> flying so much. Like I refuse to travel. I'm like, I'll meet y'all there. Like see you on the plane. Um, I don't mind it. I mean – I don't know. I'm pretty easily driver. I just people who want to check bags. Like I never check. I can fit two weeks into a one carry on. Ooh, I like Mul- that. Multiple shoes. I hate when you're you the have one to who doesn't check though. your bag and you're with other people yep. and you're like, oh, yeah. oh well, I'll I leave just people. wasted my oh, time. I'll but leave your ass. And that's the worst <laughs> part about it. You're like, you couldn't have fit. People are like, oh well, I had to bring five pairs of shoes. I'm like, no, you didn't. If you pick three pairs of shoes and you yeah. pick your outfit, like it's a system. You have to really. You know, think about it, yeah. but you can do it. I have gradually, I've got a closet full of, because the check bag size has also gotten smaller. <laughs> oh, for over sure. Over the years. And I get one and I always feel like, yes, this is going to be a good one. And then like six months into traveling with that bag, some asshole will be like, we're going to have to measure this one. And I'll be like, I, I literally, ha- I literally got on the plane. I came here with this bag. Yeah. And now you're telling me. And so I have, I've had to get like other, other bags. Because they have a power trip. Yeah. I know. They do have all that power, though. There's nothing you can say to them because they can they can fuck you if you <laughs> you cannot be mean to the airport yeah. people. Yeah. You will be. Try traveling with medical equipment. Oh no! Ooh, yeah, no. yeah, and everyone's got something to say. Everyone. How do you? The stuff I've gotten through, though, believe it or not, under that medical device umbrella, I've gotten you know their micro instruments. Yeah, but that they're sharp, and you carried on. And I've carried it on a hundred percent. Now I, at this point I'm a pro, you know, you got to take it out of the bag and you got to go through it and do all the stuff. But it, it always ends up being this huge like evaluation and everyone's got I like, had 
speaking of Daytona, two years ago coming back, I was I was walking on the plane and I did have a check bag at that point because I had all my race stuff. But I had my my little rollerboard bag and I had my helmet in a in a bag. And I it took me I got held up for about thirty minutes because they were going to try to make me check my helmet because they said it was it could be used as a blunt force object. It could, but it could, but I mean that's I was also crazy, like I'm not I'm not. I think it could do more damage with a fist. Not I feel my like, on the <laughs> like, are we not? We gotta be handcuffed now. I, on my planes? point is, like, if they want to be on a power trip, they just will. They, oh, if they're no, in they a mood can. that day, they will. They can. I highly advise everyone wearing scrubs through the airport, though. <laughs> non people are a little bit more lenient. Yep. Are they? Oh yeah, no stuff that I would carry on if I was in scrubs, way more acceptable. If I was in, if I was wearing anything else, it come was on, like, ma'am, don't worry about the machete. Yeah, on, I'm wearing like a crop top. Yeah. I'm wearing like a crop top sweatshirt and like you know whatever. And they're like, oh, "Who is this tramp? And what are you carrying?" You know. But if I'm in scrubs, I'm a professional like, and I do good work. Come on, doctor. <laughs> yeah. Doctor. <laughs> you want to board early? Wow. Well, yeah. All right. So going to London. That's awesome. I, you've been busy the last few months. Yes. You just had a big thing happen in your life. What was that that you went through? Well, I just recently competed in Miss Arizona, Ooh. USA. Yeah, baby. For the first time. So what was that? Was this your first like? pageant? First pageant ever. ever. Okay. Ever. So you have not competed in this pageant no, was not, not like a side sunshine, hustle you know? to volleyball. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's how, how did you, what describe the moment or the thing that you were like, huh, I'm going to do this. Okay, well, at the beginning of last year, I made a effort list of all the things that I had to do that made me uncomfortable. So I went skydiving. Ooh, I love this okay. effort list. Okay. Yeah. I never wanted to go skydiving either. I would petrified of heights. And then I took acting classes. I always wanted to do that when I was a kid. I feel like we should just we could just go through this list. <laughs> this is like I, the idea <laughs> of an effort list really excites yeah. me. What made you was that kind of a New Year's resolution or did you just... I was just too comfortable. I could feel myself not growing. Awesome. I love and it. So I was like, yeah. I got to do all these things that send the, you know, the hairs in the back of your neck up and you're just, ooh, I don't know if I want to do that. You have to do it. So, yeah. so you did acting? I took, yep. I've been taking acting classes. I just signed to an agency ooh. recently through it. That's I booked awesome. commercials. I mean, like crazy stuff that wouldn't have happened if I didn't take a just chance. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got... Um, Miss Savannah slid in my DMs, who is the former Miss Arizona, was like, hey, would you be interested in competing? Um, I, don't, I know this might be something new to you, but we would love to have you. Here's the director's information. And I was like, oh, God. So you got recruited. You got, got recruited. You got headhunted <laughs> to compete. And she, you've never met her? Nope, never met she her. She just... We didn't even follow each other. I, just, I don't she know just how she found you. Is that the weirdest slide into the DMs you've had? Yeah. No, definitely not. <laughs> okay, we'll get there later. It's not the slipperiest one for sure. <laughs> no, but it was awesome. I was like, oh, I don't know, pageant girls... I've heard, you know, you feel like you've heard horror stories. You've seen Miss Congeniality. You think they're going to be speaking like, of stereotypes. Yeah, like stuck up, <laughs> yeah. rude, fake, phony. But it was it was a good experience overall. I, I really how long did you? How long did you prepare? Ooh, um, I well, I was recruited, I guess you yeah, could yeah. say, in October, and then we competed in January. Okay. Oh, so, so that was a pretty short ramp up period. Yeah. I had to get all my dresses and you kind of have to like prepare your body because <laughs> yep. you're going to be on stage. Yeah. What, how does it, how does it go from, 
I, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just curious how you go from zero to kind of being on that stage as far as knowledge base. And I watched a lot of YouTube tutorials. I didn't have a, I didn't have a pageant coach. A lot of the girls they've been competing since they were you know twelve. You think. And that's Is that a something that you travel around for, like sports, or are they local? Okay, so some girls, they're from California or they're from other states, and they come in, and you can just claim that you're an Arizona resident. You just have to be here for a certain number of months, and then you can compete in that state pageant. So girls that are serious about it and they want to go to Miss USA, they moved, they moved to different states just to compete for that year. So you can do what? You know, three, four states a year, I guess. Yeah. Do they have the do the pageants for the states run kind of on a yearly calendar? Like they're they're not all in January, right? Yeah, they're all throughout the year. So um Miss Colorado is in I think October. Um and then they just had Miss Florida this month. So I mean they vary. Wow. So there are families strategically planning out their year so that their daughters can go live in different places and have like multiple opportunities yeah. to be in the Miss USA running. Yeah. And so like Miss California is very tough. Miss South Carolina intense. You have to win a preliminary pageant just to get into the, to Miss California or Miss South Carolina versus in Arizona, you don't have to win anything to get into it and to get a title. Okay. So just for, you know, they, the directors approve you, you get a title and then you compete. Hmm. What? So different. I have so many questions. I don't even know. Where so that that was well. That, so that was mo- always my understanding of pageants: yeah. is you had to be like you know Miss Georgia Peach before you could be Miss Georgia USA. Like you yeah. had to. There was mm-hmm. a stepping stone. So Arizona's not like that. You can just no. be. You can you just could okay. Be, so you what can was be your... every everyday person like me? And yeah. Just compete. No, that's cool though. Yeah, yeah that's... no, that's. I think that's why this is so interesting yeah. because you're not a lifelong pageant person. So wait, what was your title? Miss Pinnacle Peak. Miss Pinnacle oh, Peak. Yeah, and my mom actually competed, um, and Miss is so she's MRS Pinnacle Peak. Oh, yeah, very cool. Was it was that at the the same? How did that work? I I think it was just for women that had been married or had kids because you can't compete in Miss USA if you've had kids or been married. But very did you have to wait, compete so, for really? Miss Pinnacle yeah, Peak? Yeah, you can't. No. No, I didn't compete for Miss Pinnacle. They Peak. just gave you that title. Just gave me the but title. Your mom competed in the actual. She competed. The, no, she competed Mrs. in Mrs. Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that fun to like have that yeah. with her? Yeah, I mean, she kind of didn't want me to do it at first. She was like, "I don't know if you're prepared for that level of pageant girls. They're not very nice." And I'm like, "Okay." She's like, "Well, if you want to do it." <laughs> so when I want to rewind for a second, when Miss the former Miss Arizona got a hold of you. Did you have, have you had any other contact with her other than just getting connected with the directors? Does that, how many people, how many of these people do they recruit for lack of a better term, whatever it's called? So when I asked, I kind of tried to ask cause I wanted to get an idea and yeah. I hadn't heard anyone else that was asked. Like majority of the girls, they already knew about it and they had been competing in Miss Nevada or Miss California or they competed the years before. So I don't know. I mean, I, I to be honest with you, I have no idea. As far as I know, I was one of the only ones. That's pretty they needed awesome. to fill a redhead requirement. 
Well, no, there was two other I'm redheads. Was there really? <laughs> yes. And we like group messaged each other like, hey, what swimsuit are you wearing? What evening gown are you wearing? Yeah. And we don't want to be confused. And I remember I told one of the other girls that she was like kind of a director. She's like, oh, no one's going to confuse you with them. And I was like, oh, okay. But not in like a Shots bad way. Yeah, not yeah, in yeah. a bad way. Just in like, I was the only six one redhead like, yeah. and they're five two with red hair. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And we have completely different body types. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I mean, that's all she was, I think she was trying to hit That's that. what she, yeah. It so just what, sounds very aggressive and cutthroat. <laughs> it sounds very like pageant cutthroat when, yeah, yeah. when you say no, it. No, it does. I, I don't know. I'm super interested in this because I have no clue. I was going, What was the part that scared you the most about yeah. So someone approaches you and they're like, and you agree to do it. Of all of the things, what's the part that you're like peeing your pants about? Ooh, I was afraid to walk in heels. Okay. Because, you know, you're wearing like this long evening gown and I don't usually wear heels because I am very tall. She's like, I'm six one. Like yeah, I, I don't am need the heel. heel. I mean, like, sometimes I do. If I want, like, I don't want to be approached, then I'll wear like my Yeah. <laughs> Is that a problem? So I, I have a thing for tall girls mm-hmm. and I have zero problems with it, but dudes, it, it seems to like dudes are terrified of that. I think it just makes you seem less approachable when you look like you're on like the women's basketball team. Yeah. Um, but no guys still approach. I mean, they definitely still try and you're like, ah, I'm so you're saying you do it cause you don't, you're hoping it does scare them off. Sometimes. Yeah. When you're just trying to go out and have fun with the girls, they're like, I don't really like, I don't want to talk to you about my height every time I go out, which is a lot of guys pick up lines. I try guys to get, don't like to climb the mountain anyway. So then if you wear heels, it's like, oh yeah, no, this is a hurdle I'm like, not prepared oh, for. Like, yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, some of those are just lesser men. I can't. I yeah, exactly. I always say I emasculate my friends make fun of me because I emasculate men like from the get go. <laughs> they'll approach me and like I'll make fun of them or whatever. And I can't. I feel like I can't date guys that are shorter because mm-hmm. it it's already bad. Like I will emasculate you and then I will look down on you. And I you can't do both. <laughs> if I'm gonna emasculate you, at least let me look up. Like I can't. <laughs> so you have like a policy, strict policy of like a height zone of where a guy needs to be. I, I don't, but like, tip, but typically I find- In the back of your mind. Like, yes, I, yes. I did, you know, spend a lot of years of my life with a guy that was 5'11". So sometimes they slip through the cracks, but for the most part, like I do find myself only being attracted to men that are, you know, 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", like getting, yeah. because I don't have to- Welcome to the majority so. of women. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate when 5'2", girls no, say that. Same. I'm like, look- you don't know a difference. Like you're five two. You don't know if a guy yep. is six foot, five eleven and a half, or six four. They're all just ridiculously tall to you. And we call them spinners because guys can spin them. They're like cute little ballerinas that guys can spin. <laughs> That's fantastic. No, I yeah. always I always say this and this is like bad. This is not, you know, in the least bit racist, but you know when like, you know, Black girls, like, don't want black guys. Like, they're black guys dating white women. Like, we all saw Save the Last Dance, okay? (laughs) Okay, yes. That's how I feel about short girls dating tall guys. It's like, stay in your lane, okay? This is our pool of men. Just date the 5'8 guys. Thank you. Thank you. Because some of the 5'8... Go make short babies. Yes. Some of the 5'8 guys are really hot. You ever meet a 5'8 guy? Like, I call them 5'9ers. You ever meet a 5'9 guy that's, like, really hot, but you just... I can't. Can't I can't. Really? No, because in heels, I am standing above them. Who how t- Wait, how tall are you in heels? Like three and two. How tall are you? Just five eight. You're five eight. Right under five eight, like flat footed. So like okay. when I put on heels, like we're pushing, we're pushing five eleven. So yeah. if you're five nine five, t- I'm like, 
uh, yes, I'd like a tequila soda, please. I don't, yeah, as, I look <laughs> yeah. as I look down on you, like, staring no. at your boobs. Yeah. But it's, so it's, it's not, it, it has nothing to do with how the guy feels. It's just that, that's on you. Oh, it's, I, yeah. it's, it's a hundred percent. It's a personal problem on me. Yeah. yeah. I've always said I, I have zero problems with it. Like I, I don't, I've never, I don't, I just, I'm generally, I think, attracted to taller women, but I don't really have a gauge for that. I also, I don't care if I, and I'm not necessarily a short guy, but like if, if I walk around looking like Jason Statham, I don't care. If I'm <laughs> well, like, I think it makes guys that are shorter if they're when they're with taller women, it makes them look like movie stars or like, who is that guy? He yeah. must be like really wealthy or he must have something going on. Oh, I've had that before because I, I mean, well, like with Megan. Megan Megan's tall. Yeah. yeah. Megan's like... Legs for days. Yeah. Man, I'm like, hey, you can hear, like, people say stuff, but it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, it shouldn't. Yeah. It shouldn't. That's their problem. <laughs> so what was the, did we already ask what the hardest thing about approaching the pageant scene was? Yeah, I think the lack of experience was tough, too. And when we were trying on dresses, a lot of the other girls were there. So we went to like this one spot, Glam Squad, which is amazing, but they have all these evening gowns and we're trying on dresses and the director's like, there's, look, just try on this blue dress. I think it'll look great on so you. So they have input on what? Yeah, they kind They're of, like they laying try out to the help whole show. You. No, they try yeah. to help you. They're, they, they try to. What requirements though? Like. This kind of sounds like the Hunger Games. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. They're <laughs> kind of. No, but just based off your body type and your complexion and, you know, your hair color, they try to like steer you towards the right idea of what's going to make you look the best because they want to put on the best show and they also want you to, you know, compete well. So for me, they had me in a tight dress. I look, I looked like I weighed like 30 pounds heavier if I wore those giant ball gowns because it just like cut me in half and I didn't have any legs showing. So it looked, I just looked big. Yeah. So I was in like this mermaid gown and it wasn't a super expensive dress. I mean, it's expensive for me. It was $500, which is a lot, but the girls next to me were trying on $10,000 dresses and $5,000 dresses and couture gowns. And I kind of had a little moment of insecurity when I asked the director, I'm like, do I need to be spending more money on my dress? And she just looked at me and she's like, look, Girls that need to wear like the couture gowns, sometimes they're not bringing anything else to the table and they need that to feel confident when they got on stage. Yeah. If you don't, you don't need it. You have an amazing body. This is going to showcase you the best way. You don't need it. Don't worry about it. Just be confident when you got on stage. That's it. That's all the judges will see. They don't know. You're not on stage long enough to warrant a $10,000 dress. And she just told me straight up, which I appreciated. And there's no price tag on it when you walk out. So no one actually. I bet that store no. owner, though, they probably make bank. Because how many girls were in there? At least 20 or 30. 20 or 30 in the average. Yeah, but even she was steering me towards, she's like, look, this is the dress for you. Yeah. I love you in this dress. She was so not what a normal store owner, they'd be trying to gear you towards like the Well, most I think probably, too, gown. with somebody like that, they they probably know that it's probably easier for for them to pick out the girls that like need that for their own self-confidence. Yeah. And also if she puts you in something you're com- at least I would assume if she puts you in something you're comfortable with, that's a reference. I mean, you're if you're happy, yeah. you're happy, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Did you feel like a knockout? Like did you put on the dress cuz everyone's telling you this is going to look great, this is going to look yeah. great. And sometimes you put it on and you're like, "Nah." 
No, I mean, I did. It wasn't it's super extravagant. It was this cobalt blue mermaid dress and it just hugged in the right spots. Yeah. I mean, I'm- And you felt like a rock star. Yeah. I was yeah. like, you know, I worked Good. hard for this body and yeah. I'm going to showcase it. I don't, ha- I don't have anything to hide. And the best part was, I mean, I think the best part of the competition was the bikini because I didn't show off to any of the girls. I'd been training so hard. And during like rehearsals, I didn't show up my stomach at all. They're like, they're wearing sports bras, like preparing yeah. for it. And in dress rehearsal, when it came time to wear the bikinis, I came out and the directors were like, their eyes were like, oh my God. They're like, you have washboard abs. Yeah. And I, like the competition was like, holy hell. Like, and I got in their heads. I mean, you don't know like you're necessarily trying to, but I knew that I worked hard. I couldn't afford the $10,000 dress, but I could hit the gym and eat healthy yeah. and I could beat them in that way. That's that competitive so, <clears throat> spirit right there. What was your... Uh, <laughs> With regard to your physical preparation, mm-hmm. what was your routine like there? How much? Because I, I think part of this that interests me is it's just like any other obscure sport. Mm-hmm. I think the general population has no idea, you know, how much physical preparation you have to put yourself through yeah. and, and and regiment. What what did you do? What was that like for you? Well, I started training differently. I, I went to Easy Fit Pro, who he trains models, Cardinals cheerleaders, Suns dancers. So I changed my training routine and actually only lifted three days a week. I I was lifting before six days a week. So I cut down to three days a week and diet was the biggest change. Um, kind of geared more towards like protein and right before the pageant, two weeks before I did the JLo diet, which I don't know if you've heard about it, but you basically don't eat any carbs, no, no bread, no rice, no pasta, no fruit even. And you just eat vegetables and pro- chicken and eggs. So for two weeks, that's what I was consistently doing. How did you feel on it? Oh, I was so lean. It was insane. I mean, I felt okay. If I got tired, I would eat, you know, eat a little chocolate here and there. I well, I, perfect. well, the reason I ask is because I, when I'm, my diet is usually different when I'm in race season mm-hmm. and I feel it sucks because I can't really eat the flavorful things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I kind of hate that part because I love all different kinds of foods and yeah. I love experimenting. I have an insane sweet tooth, which sucks. But I feel physically, I feel so good. Mm-hmm. And then I get to kind of right now where I'm, we're getting ready to be back in season, but I'm, I can kind of do whatever I want. And I love it because I can go to a restaurant and just be like, I have wanted that for six months. I'm going to eat it now. But I don't feel as great during the day. It's like this weird trade off for me. I haven't, I, I'm only asking because I haven't been able to find a happy medium between being my fittest self. And also being able to enjoy food the way I want to enjoy food. Not feeling deprived. Yeah. Yeah. And I I feel like I'm on this eternal search for that. Um, But I was wondering, was any of that like a happy medium? I I mean, it was really difficult. In the last two weeks, it was the hardest because my family was kind of uh, sabotaging me. We, they, I mean, they, they took us to Grimaldi's like two days before the competition. And I had to eat a salad and everyone's eating pizza. Yeah. And then we went to this Italian restaurant and I'm the one with the salad and shrimp and that's it. And they're all like chowing down and on the all, bread. Alfredo. Yeah, oh no God. bread. Yeah, they no, bring nothing. out this like okay. fluffy loaf of bread to dip in olive oil and yeah. she's just, I had that, a that self-control. Yeah. I had like 
a slice of a potato and they're like, hey, are you sure you should be eating that? I'm like, gosh, I am. <laughs> no. so, so now they're going to sabotage you and also judge you. And also, yeah. Oh, also, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Mentally. That's family For right sure. there. That's the definition yes. of family. I... When I love going to Chicago for Christmas because that's one of the few times a year that I get to be around my whole family. And the food in Chicago is amazing, but I always come back feeling like such a piece of shit physically <laughs> because I don't, I just get up there and my dad's making fresh fudge and we're making like a home cooked dinner every day. And I love it because it's amazing food. But then I come home and I'm like, well, I just fucked myself there. No, I think you have to find, you definitely have to find a happy medium of like, depriving yourself and then, you know, indulging. You can't, you can't do it all the time because then it's not, it's not really an indulgence at that point. It's just a habit. Yeah. So if you kind of deprive yourself a little bit and then you have an indulgence every now and then when you're craving something really bad. And I hate when people try to make like the healthy alternative to what you're craving because then you just end up eating more. Yeah. <laughs> so just eat it. If you're craving pizza, just go and have some pizza, but don't eat like a large pizza. Just have a few slices and yeah. call it a day. So... What was the social aspect of this pageant experience like? The girls were incredibly nice, which I was surprised by. I mean, there is a few, you know, catty comments. Not to me. They, they didn't, I mean, growing up and playing volleyball, I knew from the jump, you know, you got to walk in with confidence like you've been there before. They had no idea that it was my first pageant. And so when I told them it was, their mouths dropped. They were like, wait, you haven't competed before you that's why like they were nice natural. to you they were like yeah. oh this is her first one thank god okay next oh, we, can be, <laughs> we can be nice to her <laughs> yeah so I mean the girls they're they're pretty nice for the most part and they had a lot of them did have confidence there's a few girls that you could tell in like the dressing room that they just needed compliments in order to like feed their ego and you're like hey you don't need that like you're fine what do you think the average amount of time that a girl has been doing this or most of them lifers yeah I would say a lot of them, I mean, they've been competing at least seven times and some of them had never even placed in the top 15. So that's kind of crazy for me. You know, you come back year after year, that, that just says to me that that's what they look towards every single year. Yeah. So when, you know, when Miss Arizona won, Yasina, um, you could just see that she had wanted it so bad. And that's for me where it was so different because I have other things going on. You know, that's not my end goal. Like playing college volleyball was my goal in life. Right. So being Miss Arizona would be great and have an amazing platform, but that's not all that I am. That's not, you know, what I'm looking towards at the end of every year. So it, I could just see that there was a, there's a difference in the girls that, I mean, they just come back year after year and, they're spending thousands of dollars. I told you how much like the dresses yeah. cost. Yeah, that's crazy. That I didn't even get into like registration fees of Oof. what it typically costs, you know, $2,500 at least to just compete. What do you do? What's the, cause are there like big group practices? How does this, how do you prepare for, uh, I don't even know what you would call it, but the night, the pageant night. I mean, yeah. they have a couple free walking classes, um, they had like a few, I didn't go to those. It was on days I couldn't go, yeah. but, um, you get to meet like the competition. They had fitness competition, like workouts at AZ fit pro that not a lot of the girls actually went to it. Cause not a lot of the girls, I don't know why. I don't know if it's just like a pageant thing, but a lot of girls don't like to work out. Yeah. They just don't. They said straight up that they didn't work out the whole competition. And I was like, Oh, that's so different. <laughs> I wonder why that is. I don't know. 
I wonder if, do they, well, I don't know. I'm not even going to attempt. Do they just eat then? Because obviously their bodies are still good. They wouldn't be in there. Yeah, they, they, They I know a lot, they, they starve themselves before. A lot, a lot of girls, at least girls that I know from South Carolina, when they competed in Miss South Carolina, they would do cardio like two weeks before, three weeks, a month before and eat like, you know, 300 calories a day and just starve themselves instead of doing like the work ahead of time. time. So you didn't have to do that. So when was the when was the pageant? What night? Uh, I think it was January fourth. It was a Saturday. It's a Saturday and Sunday. Oh, it's a two day thing. Yep. So you have your preliminary competition on Saturday. Registration. You came in on Friday. You got to meet everyone and you go through orientation and everything. And then Sunday night they you well Sunday morning we did interview and then Sunday night they announced. So what is the it's bikini formal wear interview just those three well so you have opening number you okay. have, so everyone was wearing like a red dress and then they have swimwear evening okay. gown and then the next morning you do interview and then they decide who they want to be their top 15 and then from there they do um top five and then the winner okay. what was your favorite part of the actual competition itself the confidence and the rush of adrenaline when you're about to go on stage kind of reminds you of playing like a sport. You're yeah. about to go out on a stage. You don't really hear the crowd. You just kind of are in the zone and you're walking out. But definitely swimwear was like, I was ready She was to rock feeling it. Yeah. I was like, oh, she this was is like, my catwalk. You girls don't work out. Look at this. <laughs> no, not, no. no There's definitely <laughs> girls that worked out. There's definitely girls, some girls, I want to say that all of them didn't work out because there was definitely girls that put in some work, but it was just a different, I was definitely the most like muscular, I would say. Like I had abs and not all the girls had abs, but yeah. Oh no, don't worry. We creeped you on the internet. (laughs) I I will vouch for the people. Those were real abs. (laughs) Will you do it again? I don't know. I feel like I want to do something else that makes me uncomfortable. I have one more year to compete because you you age out at 27, so I, I'm 26. So by the time I would compete next year, I would be 27. It'd so be your last time. That you yeah, could. but at the same time, like I said, I don't have that same drive and passion to be Miss Arizona that yeah. the other girls – like that's their goal. Like they're, they would be talking well, about that But don't you think sometimes years. that's an advantage? Like you – I mean – Because you have more fun with it. You'd be you more relaxed, feel, yeah. 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 I think that's when your confidence shows, actually. If that's what you're, you know, one of the things you're being judged on. Yeah. If you're not stressed. You're not like super pageanty yeah. with what I, with your answers with interview and stuff like that. Did but you make it to the top 15? I like, did. You did? I was the yes, last, girl. I was the last one to get called. So they, you know, they, they oh, announced it name team. by name. So yeah. last one, they're like, okay, and our last contestant. I was like, dang, I guess I didn't make it. And like, Miss Pinnacle Pink. And I'm like out in the center of the stage and the other girls are like fanning out. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, thank you. Did you do the whole pageant thing? Like, the, like the, the wave and like, the, like the did you have- and like, oh my yeah. God. No, I didn't cry or anything. Cause I wasn't, I mean, I, I had a Were you feeling. shocked though? Was it kind of like I, a natural reaction where I mean, you like- I don't think anyone is like, oh yeah, I'm for sure going in and winning. You don't, you don't know that. But ahead of time when we were doing um, like the directors, they like have a- casting before and they announced like a fake top 15 and so the 
they were announcing all the redheads and we're all in one corner. And all of it doesn't mean that you're in the top 15. It's just to practice like where you'd stand. And the two redheads, they turned to me and they're like, watch, none of us are going to be in the top 15. And I just like looked at them like- How salty. I was like, who has that type of mentality and puts that out in the universe? Those were the redheads that were bullied very aggressively. Yeah, I don't know. That's trauma. That's not- I was just like, oh, no. I was like, I don't know about you, but I didn't come out here to not make top 15. Like, I'm not going to go with the mindset of- I'm not, I'm not good enough to be here. Yeah. Yeah. You don't feel that way. Why are you here? Why would you even show up? That's exactly. But there were some girls, there was definitely some girls when they walked out on stage, you're like, why are you here? If you're not here to have fun or you're not here to compete, like you just, you seem like you have like, you know, a gun to your head and you're being forced to go put on a bikini. Is this a resume builder? Like what are we doing here? Wait, what? I mean, everybody has bad weekends or whatever, but if I don't think I have the talent or the ability to win, why, why even show up? Why show up? I wouldn't even show up. No. So after they announce the top 15, then what happens? Then you immediately run upstairs. You get in your bikini. <laughs> you come back out. Then you get back, and then you go and you change into your evening gown, come back out, and then they announce the top five, which when they did that, I noticed the top five. Those were girls that had all been competing like 10 times. All of those girls, I mean, it was all the top five was girls that had competed Multiple do you times. think that weighs in the factors of the judges? I mean, do you, do you think? Uh, I I mean, I don't know if they've if they've been seeing these girls for all these years. But they're different judges every year, uh, so they know their background at yeah. least. Like one of the girls had won Miss Philippine something. Another girl won Miss Latina Arizona. Another girl won Miss Arizona America, not USA. Yeah. So I mean, these girls had competed for years. They know they've been around the circuit. First of oh, all, yeah. What's the difference between Miss America and Miss USA? Is it literally just like branding rights? Is no, that like there's AFC, a big difference. NFC? Well, so Miss America, they got rid of everything. They got rid of evening gowns, swimwear. It's basically just more about like scholastic and personality and it has nothing to do with how you look. Mm. So that, and you have to have a talent. So Miss USA is, Miss USA is going to be the next Victoria's Secret fashion show. I mean, it's going to be that type of audience. In my opinion. So what was your interview question? Oh, what um, did they, what did they hit you with? Okay, so first they had asked. I'm glad you asked that because I would have never thought. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> this is the only. I'm actually being a decent girl right now. Yeah. Like, what did they ask you? Well, first I found out one of the judges was from South Carolina. Okay, and I was like, she's from Charleston, yeah. so I hit her with that. I was yeah. like, oh, I played volleyball. They're like, I'm six one, and that's not my roster height. And they're like, you're six one without heels, and I was like. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Oh yeah, that's right. You played volleyball. I'm like, yeah, I did. They're like, so why did you want to compete in Miss Arizona? And I explained about my, li- I didn't say F it list, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I explained to them that I was doing things that made me uncomfortable. And the exact day that I had the interview was the day a year ago that I jumped out of a plane for skydiving. <laughs> and so they're like, well, convince me to go skydiving. What do I need to know about it? They asked about, um, my, my research with MS. Um, I help a girl basically that from my acting class and she suffers from MS and I train her multiple times a week. And so they asked about that and they asked about what else? Asked about volleyball. I mean, they, they kept it pretty light. It was good. I had them laughing because I was talking to them about skydiving and like what happened with, uh, the, the guy that was attached to me. (laughs) Cause he was like this. Where did you do it? Um, Buckeye? No, not okay. Buckeye. Um, where was it? I feel like it was at South. It was really far. I don't want to say Yuma. I don't know. Mm. 
I'm trying to think of where it was. I don't know. The only ones I know of are North. Yeah, it wasn't North for sure. Okay. But I was attached to this 5'2", like 60-year-old man, and it was hilarious. I mean, it's comical. Everything we just got done making fun yeah. of. <laughs> no, but when you're, yeah, <laughs> that's a height differential. I don't know that I would want that, that, that's, Attach to you? Forget about, like, you know, anything sexual. We're jumping out of a plane here. Like, 5'2", <laughs> that's a ratio. That's no, like, it was great. I, how it was, was it? What was it like? Stay, wait, because you don't get attached to him until you get in the plane, right? No, you're attached when you get before. on the plane. Because so we're like, oh, walking. so that's not, that's not been my experience. No, you're sure. attached. You're attached like as you go on the plane. Oh, they attached you on. Oh, yeah, before okay. you go on the little tiny. Did you plane. get attached on the plane? Yeah, so I so I've been like five times. So each time you 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 have your person, you get on the plane. Depends if it's you know a bigger plane or a smaller plane. But sometimes you're you're sitting in there with like your knees to yeah, your chest, you're and like then you have to in their sit. Lap. Yeah, so then you know they kind of like once you hit altitude, you have to sit in their lap, and then they kind of like then they stri- then they start strapping you in and doing all that stuff. But I I have not been attached until we're like almost ready to go. Yeah. But that's, I mean, there's definitely places that do it differently. You know what I, when you do jump out though, you have to, you know, cross your arms and then kick your legs back and tuck them behind almost to like kick the um, person who's jumping with you, their butt. Mm. You have to like tuck your legs back. And I'm just envisioning her six one legs tucked <laughs> yeah. back, like knocking <laughs> this guy in the head. <laughs> and like, I, I'm like the logistics again. I feel like that's what it would feel like. It was, it was, I don't know. We were like looking out and I had to be the first one because I am petrified of heights. I was like, look, I have to be the first one or I'm not going to do it. I can't just, watch anybody. I can't watch other people go. I just have to go. So we're just staring out and the door's open. And he's like, no, no, no. And I didn't have my legs in the right spot. So we were sitting out there and I'm looking over for like what felt like That's you know, the worst part. 15 minutes. And then we go and I couldn't breathe. I was like smiling and they're videotaping. I'm like, I've got to act like I can breathe this whole time. I, I I hope I don't pass out, <laughs> but I couldn't breathe out of my nose and I had my mouth open, which you're not supposed to do, I guess. Listen, skydiving photos, everybody wants them. Not a single one is flattering. No, like, your cheeks you are can, like, if you if can sick. take a cute skydiving photo, then you know, you, you should be doing something <laughs> like modeling or something. Yeah. This year I'm going to take a cute skydiving photo. Cute skydiving photo. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. cause I'll tell you that. I mean, my nostrils, I think, are spread, like, to California, <laughs> like to Boston. Shrek. Like, yeah, I, it's not cute. I've never, I've never skydived. I need to do you it. Haven't? That's what you're going to do this year. That's oh, your, that's got to be on your Scott, effort list. We're, we're literally, we're going. Well, I will go tomorrow. Well, here's what I, here's, here's the real reason that I haven't. Because I have a, like, major yearning to learn how to base jump. Ooh. And you have to, you have to get certified as a certain number of skydiving to before you can base jump before you can take your base jump training and i haven't done it because i know i would get sucked in i would be like i've just i've just been putting off because i once i do it i'm gonna that's it that'll be like and i feel like that could be you know i don't really think about like the way things end for me but that would be a, a viable I feel like each time I've done it, I'm like, how many times can you get away with this yeah. before something bad happens? Well, and that's yeah. the thing about me is I know that I won't, I know that I won't stop at skydiving. Like I will, I will get certified to base jump. Have you bungee jumped? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. What? Okay. I, how yeah, is bungee jumping? So difference of opinion and you can comment, but I thought bungee jumping was 
worse than skydiving. Yeah, I mean, I, okay. I, I think I've jumped off some pretty high things. And so I just, in my experience with like being in cars at a terminal speed, you know, and, and bungee jump, I think skydiving would be much easier because there's a lot, in my mind, I'm a very analytical person. There's a lot more buffer time there to like figure out the problem. <laughs> if you screw up things in the first millisecond of bungee jumping or base jumping, you're dead. And so I don't, I don't know if I would, I'm sure I would get adrenaline skydiving, but I think the adrenaline bungee from jumping a lower was distance, still the work that yeah. I love it. Cause I, I, I at that, that point feeling. I had done skydiving a bunch of times. And so, you know, they strapped me in on, I was, we're on this bridge in Whistler, Canada. And there's this yeah, like I've done that crazy, one. crazy river, like coming down. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm standing on the bridge. I'm having a great time joking with the, you know, we're talking about, I'm going to swan dive, you know, <laughs> off this like plank thing. And I'm, yeah, we're great. Man. And I, they open the gate and I start walking this plank and it just hit like oh, immediate, yeah. immediate rush of fear. And I'm standing there and I'm like, there's a video of it and you can see like all, I lose all color in my face. They're like, look to your left to the camera. And I immediately, I look right. Yeah. And they're like, your other left. And I'm like, ah, like, you know, like, ah. completely scatterbrained, couldn't oh. think. And I'm out at the edge and I'm like, oh God, oh God. And they're, you know, they do five, four, they're doing you the countdown. Yeah. And you watch, like, I take this, like, swallow, I just like swallow this, like, <laughs> so I'm yeah. visibly mm-hmm. scared. Um, and surprisingly, when they said one, I, I did jump, but. Um, I love it. I, I love it. It was rush. like. You know, not having anybody attached to you that's like a perfect, you're kind of just like, like if you almost imagine like if you were got the balls to like commit suicide, yeah. that's, you feel like that, that's, yeah, wow. you're flinging yourself off Have a, you ever bungee jumped? No, I, I've thought of, I mean, that's she just, she's going to add thing. it to the effort list. Have you ever just jumped off of anything tall? Like yeah, into the water? In, uh, what's it called? Slide rock, you know, have like those the uh, bridge. Have you ever been to slide rock? Yeah. Yeah, they have like this bridge, and the water level was dangerously low. <laughs> have you done? And she's like, I'm six one. It'll be fine. No. <laughs> have you done up at Lake Pleasant? You can like jump off the cliffs at Lake Pleasant. No. Yeah. No. You you have to go with us and do that because okay. some of those cliffs are I don't know they're not that I mean they're like forty fifty feet. You know, feet first. But it feels like an eternity. Yeah, I think I screamed there. like from the Goonies. Like I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at enough time. That's yeah. Fun. What else is on your? What else is on your effort list? Ooh. I haven't made any crazy new ones this year. Okay. So I might take a singing class because I've always wanted to do that. What about improv? Ooh, I mean, I do need to take an improv class. I w- I've always wanted to do improv, but I I would like to do it with some people that I'm comfortable like being an ass around. I mean, I guess it's probably more of a challenge to do it with people that you've never yeah, met. Yeah, you need to go to Deering, Deering Acting Studio. They have really good improv. They have good improv. Where's that at? It's off of Shea and the 51. Oh. Yeah, but they've been there forever. They're, I like them. That's right up there um, by the climbing gym. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, you can't. I'm I'm still, I'm only a year in, so I still don't understand cross streets. <laughs> You're like, like uh, you cannot what? speak to me on... <laughs> it's on the corner of I don't know where the hell that is and yeah. it's uh, like a couple miles over there. through yeah. that way yeah. and my GPS works just fine thank you like that's <laughs> that's where I'm at yeah. so hmm so nothing else on the list 
Well, I mean, I definitely want to take some singing lessons. I got an agent. That was a big thing. That's not like an effortless thing. So what, just a what, goal. Yeah, what happens there now? Like, what's your... That seems kind of like a thing that you almost stumbled into. What, with Miss Arizona? Or? Yeah, and like ending up with an agent. I mean... But you had... You had acting was separate to your list. It was I, a separate thing on your list. Is that something yeah, you always wanted was, to do? Yeah, it was something I always wanted to do, but I never like had the balls to do it. I was always afraid to do it. I didn't like to be in front of people and perform stage fright. You know, obviously you get through that when you're playing, you know, sports, but it's yeah. different when you're yourself, you're, well, you're on a team too. You're, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's your not, teams in the spotlight. It's not you yeah. solo. Yeah. Do you feel like you're like, you're good at like, Almost like, you know, when you try something new and you, you don't know if you're going to be good at it, but you've always wanted to try it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you do it. You feel like you're getting kind of found it. like a passion, like oh, that, you're, yeah. that it came natural to it, you. It definitely has like that itch, like that volleyball that I had when I was playing volleyball. You get where that you're, competitive. Yeah, you get sure. competitive, yeah. but it's it's in getting better and the white noise when you're in the zone and you just feel it and you can just take direction. It's like coaching um, when like a coach says, hey, do this differently. And then when like a director says, Hey, I need you to do it like this. And you can deliver. It just has that same feeling of accomplishment. And it's something that you keep growing and getting better at. There's no end line of being an actor. Like there's, you always can get be better. Do you think how, do you think you'll chase it? You'll keep doing it? I do. Yeah. I think that's kind of why I wanted to get an agent, um, kind of branch out and do student films or do something new and different. Do you like, are there certain types of acting that you prefer? I mean, so far, I we've been doing a lot more scene work. Um, so I, I, I like more like romantic roles. I think those are fun. Uh, romantic comedies, stuff like that. It's kind of, it's been the, the most challenging, but fun. This one scene that we're doing right now is from this movie called The Woman. And I'm in lingerie and I'm meeting this woman that um, I've been sleeping with her husband. And we're confronting each other at the lingerie store. Dum, dum, dum. So, it, and it's just, I mean, we just go back and forth with each other. And it's so much fun and it's really challenging because I'm playing someone that I'm completely the opposite of. Yeah. But you get, when you're an actor, it's so cool because you get to play all these roles of people that you're not and you get to kind of tell their story. And, and the biggest thing that my um, acting coach said was like, why do you not like her? You can't hate who you're playing. So figure out how to love her, figure out her backstory of why she is the way she is and go from there. And that's kind of, you know, something you can take into life. Everybody has a story. And the side chick is always the redhead. <laughs> oh, why is it? Why is, why it is that though? Redhead? It's a, and she's always a bitch. Yes. It's that scarlet like fever thing. Everybody's like, oh, you know. The hoe, she's got to be a redhead. Yeah. Well, stealing you know husband. what we say yeah. about stereotypes. <laughs> exactly. <No. laughs> They're always true. Yeah. We talk about them here. Uh, there's a reason they are what they are. So would you do, would you do any stage, stage shows? Uh, that's not really my type. I don't, I don't Like know. Broadway, things like yeah, that. Yeah. No, not like the, theater work. No. Yeah. No. I probably, I like film a lot better. Yeah, I've always been interested in that. I would be terrible at it, but I like I love movies. I don't I don't know if I would have ever done anything like that as a younger really person, but I don't know. Maybe being dramatic isn't like I mean, a oh, I can be dramatic. I can be dramatic, but that doesn't necessarily. I can be translate. dramatic. That doesn't make me a good <laughs> yeah. artist exactly. to be on stage. But I can for sure be dramatic. Yeah. What do you do? You feel like there are any certain characteristics that make you better at it than? Or that you feed off of? Uh, I think that 
I get, I've definitely gotten rid of like the fear of judgment. I don't care. Like when I, when I go out and perform, I'm not worried about what the audience is thinking or what anyone's thinking. I'm just trying to be in like the zone. And I think that kind of gives me a little bit of an edge is just, you you can't be tense when you go out there. You can't be worried about what anyone thinks. Then you're not going to perform well. If you're constantly in the back of your head, you're thinking, did I deliver that? Okay. You know, you just got to go for it. What's it like dating nowadays? This is one of our favorite <laughs> See, that's a segue. Segway. Yeah. Segway. Yeah. Dun, dun, uh, dun. You, you played the side chick. Uh, how's dating? So how is that? Uh, it's different. Well, I think we... You're obviously... You're beautiful. So she's never pull, the side chick well, in real we, life. <laughs> so what is dating like for you? Oh, I think this is one of my favorite subjects because Ooh. it's just... I feel like it's a complete shit show yeah. on both sides. And But the funny thing is there are so many amazing people out there, but I think you just, you know, the natural part of human existence is you you run into way more people that you're not compatible with, mm-hmm. and we come out with phenomenal stories. <laughs> A little like, chip on your shoulder. Do you have a chip on your shoulder? Do you <laughs> no, think? no. I mean, I definitely have dated uh, a lot of assholes, I would say. A lot of selfish men. So What's the cat? Everyone's got a category like athletes, athletes nerds, baseball athletes. players. Oh, I've been on a baseball run lately, so and I need to get off of it. But I have uh, a, I have a, like a list: douchiest athletes, Ooh. lacrosse is the worst. Okay, followed by baseball. Really, those are my top two. What is your top two? I, mm, I think basketball are, are douchier. They're low-key, like, freaky weird. I yeah. think basketball players are weirdos, but they try to be super confident and, like, walk with, like, a swagger and, like, constantly have to speak in a certain way when that's not really who they are when you're just hanging out with them. And football players – I think football players are the most down-to-earth, but I've met – I've got went on a date with an NFL player who was the, literally the worst date I've ever been on. <laughs> It's bad. Are you going to tell us why? I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm like, hit me with so, it. What was so bad about it? Okay. So for one, he shows up 30 minutes late. Oh, no. Nope. So we went to Sushi Brokers. Great. He's like, oh, I'm just running late. I had to send some mail. I'm so sorry. I'll be there. Send mail. Send some yeah, he's mail. Some, some sending some I'm stuff. i to drop FedEx. something off yeah, at the yeah, post. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, could you Already, wait? I'd be like, okay, you send mail. No, yeah. Did, was, he, did he pay for the meal with a check? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. He oh. didn't pay with a check. Okay, hold on. He I didn't, didn't pay explain. for the meal. No, no, no. Pay, so. He did. Listen, <laughs> right, listen. keep going. So I meet him. He's this super attractive, athletic black man. He's smoking hot. He comes in late and we're having great conversation. We're talking about entourage. We're talking about where we grew up. He actually played basketball and football at UNC. And, um, so we're getting conversation. Everything's going great. We ordered drinks. Things are going fine. And then, um, I like got into the topic about my dad somehow. And I was like talking about like, Oh, you know, like I'm definitely a daddy's girl. And my dad always taught me before I went to college, you know, if a guy, like all the tricks that guys try to pull when they're just trying to sleep with you. So I kind of talked a little bit about that and he's like, Oh, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. So he goes to the bathroom and I see him call the waitress over and he pays for the check in dips. He doesn't say goodbye, doesn't come up with some like crazy excuse, but he was just trying to like sleep around. And I'm like, who, how does, how can you be the most classless man to not even come up with an excuse? Like I'm not feeling the best or, you know, like nothing. Or just be like, 
okay, you're super great, but I feel like our priorities aren't going to line up because yeah, I'm just I'm, trying to I'm just trying to you. fuck and you. Well, yeah. because dudes get that's my least favorite part about. I actually just had this inter- interaction today uh-huh. with Ooh. an athlete that I've been seeing, and he's always like, "Well, I'm honest. I'm always honest with you." I'm like, "No, no, no." There's a difference between honest quote yeah. and being direct. Like just. If we don't line up or if it doesn't, you know, if you're looking for something different, but don't, you know, there's. Yeah, it's just greasy. That's because guys are afraid. That's, but that's what I mean. That's what they're it terrified. always comes across as. They're terrified. They will tell you in an indirect way, like, oh, well, well you because know, you've my, always known this is how it's going to be. And in I'm my like, experience, eh. if we, when we are direct, it comes off one of two ways. We're either, we're an asshole or we're like too emotional and we're too Okay, but this feelings. is the thing. You're still an asshole either way, so just be direct. To yeah. Get it. yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Like, listen, what's the point? This is a and I won't even go into the situation, but you know, this is this was a sticky situation, our first sticky situation that we had entered, and I had to be the one to to look at you and say like and then and then you gave me an answer and you're like, "Well, I was honest." And I was like, "No, no, no." no. You were you gave me some loose like you tiptoed around it. Yeah. And I needed you to sit me down and shoot me straight. So do you feel like that's the largest pitfall of the modern man is not just not being upfront enough? Yeah, I think, but I think on both sides, I feel like girls can do that too. Like girls can string guys along that are just nice guys and they're like, they have no intention of actually dating them, but they enjoy going on, you know, fancy dates with them or they enjoy doing See, I don't know. I had, especially like the last couple of years I've had, Maybe it was because of my situation previously with my health, but I found people were pretty direct. Like people would really? be like, "Oh, I don't, I don't think it's going to work out. It's not going to be a thing." And I'm like, "Okay, I respect that." I mean, I have had some of that other stuff, but I don't know. I feel like it happens with the other way around more. I try really hard. That's my one thing. I'm very. If you make an effort to text me or to do something, like I will not ghost you. Yeah. I might take four hours to respond if we're being honest, but I will never ghost anybody. And if you're man enough to ask me out, like in a real way, like mm-hmm. 9.9 out of 10 times, I will say yes and give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Have you, yeah. ever, have you ever ghosted anybody? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, on a, like on a date, actually. Oh, on a date? Yeah. I mean, like just got up and done the same thing that guy did? Or something similar. No, I've never done that. Have I mean, you, I've stayed, I, I feel like my dates are always like eight hours long because I can have conversation it. with anyone. Like that doesn't mean I really like you. I just yeah. can have, it's easy to talk and I don't know where to be like, okay, I'm going to go now. I'm tired. This isn't going to work out. I just feel so bad. I'm like, oh. I stopped feeling bad because sa- yeah. I worked in sales. Like I can talk to anybody. That's part of been my job. Um, and even awkward people, I can pull things out of them and stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's a point where I'm like, well, you know, I got to go to bed. I got an early day tomorrow. You know, like you have yeah. to, yeah, you have See, to. See, I don't even do that. I had, when this has only really happened one time, but I had last year, I had a date and it was just. Miserable. It was like a Pull, brick pulling wall. Pulling teeth. I like hate that. It's the, that's the worst. Oh. Yeah. And I kept trying to, I think I'm pretty yeah. good about pulling conversation out of people mm-hmm. and and nothing, nothing. And finally. I didn't even get through my second drink. I was like, well, you know what? I'm just not feeling this. I think I'm going to go home. I wish I could do that. I wish I could be very blunt and just. 
And then I still had the entire rest of my evening. It was awkward. Yeah, exactly. Probably two minutes. But once I was out the door, I was like. What was her face like? Was her face like. <gasps> she was shocked. She thought we were having a great time. Aww. <laughs> See, like, that would be me. Like, I would eat at me, like, the whole ride home. Like, oh, I, now he is not going to want to go on a date with a girl for a really long time because of me. And I feel so bad. Nah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Guys, guys, are, guys are resilient. They're used to rejection. They get it at yeah. the bar. Oh, yeah, they get yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. they're yeah. resilient. Yeah. They'll. They'll, they'll turn around. They'll find out. someone yeah. else. Well, I think if, I think it's a good skill to develop. I mean, no, I I applaud that you guys have the the bluntness to just tell someone, look, it's not going to work out. Like in, within the first thirty minutes, of well, my, I my, scheduled two dates in one night. Don't <laughs> think, oh, don't girl, don't think what? I have don't think I haven't <laughs> gone out with somebody at five thirty six o'clock and capped that shit off at seven thirty so I can get a drink at eight. Oh yeah, don't think I haven't done that. I've known people that like do Two-fers. that regularly. Oh, I don't do that, right? Some t- <laughs> this is why I uh, I don't go on apps because you feel like you end up talking to a bunch of people and then all of a sudden, my luck, they all want to go out the same night. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah, but that's why you have a calendar. It's, it's not a hard... Well, this is when I was... Th- so this is when I was just traveling. just I'm sorry, no. Mm-hmm. I was traveling and I was gone. I was really only home two, three nights a week. Yeah. So I would schedule away. I would just be like okay like you know I promise you but then you know both of them sucked so then I I always had the excuse oh well I'm gone for a week and you know I'm not gonna be back and by that time they've already moved on to their seven other girls that they had lined do up you, in the okay so what apps do you use for online dating do you still online date I I don't yeah. I I was very very against it for a long time I've been single for about two years um, and I was very against it like the first year. And then when I moved here, I kind of was like, okay, I don't know anybody. I got to open up. I got to be a little bit better. So I did Hinge and I did Bumble. Um, those are the only two. Yeah. What about you? I've done Hinge and Bumble, but lately just I meet people out or through friends. Actually, I've been set up on dates. I'm going on a date with a guy who's older and I've oh. never been set up before. What's older? Well, yeah, what's you're 26. Older? Oh no, older, like almost double age. Oh. Yeah. Which I'm like, I don't know about this one, but we'll see. <laughs> well, but, I didn't know I mean, going into it. I didn't know that my friend, she's just like, there's this nice guy. He's super handsome, extremely tall. He's a great guy. Would you be interested in going on a date with him? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I don't, I don't know his age. I don't know anything. I figured it What's the worst that could happen? We've gone on dates with some real losers. Yeah, I think that's... When is this date? It's on Thursday. Yeah, we're going to need you to report back. Okay, I'll let I you think know. that's the best part about... <laughs> and, and something I didn't do when I was younger is I didn't date enough. Anybody that I, like, you know, had, like, six months... I call them flings. Flings with were all people that I either worked with or knew already. So we okay. never, like, went on dates. Like, I never... Um, yeah, like, nobody ever asked me out. and We went on a date, and I had to decide whether it was good or bad. And then I pretty much married the first person that I got along with. And it turns out we were horrible for each other because I didn't know. Do you do that now do... though? When you go out, do you, do you make a judgment call, you know, either during or after the first date, like this was good, this was bad. Or do you, do you still say, okay, well, well you know, let's, let's give it a second. Or how do you, how do you make that assessment is what I'm asking. Yeah, I definitely do a good or bad. I definitely do like, you know, it's like the binary, you know, one or zero. I would see you again. I would not see you again. Yeah. There's a, and, and sometimes, like you said, you let a couple slip through the cracks. Like you maybe give somebody a second chance because you know, they, they seemed interested and you know, whatever. But um, <laughs> I think it's important. I do think it's important to, to, to go on dates though and meet different kinds of people sure. and kind of find out what you don't like. And you, because when I got divorced and I started dating again, I was like, 
what do I like in a person? Oh, I, I had, had no clue. I had no clue. I had you're the same. So clue. he married his he married his high school, school sweetheart. Yeah. So Man. we have like not that I am a proponent of having a very large sample size and like sleeping with all those people, but as far as dating goes and like meeting people, and and. I will say that's the one good thing about apps is that you do. You're, yeah. you're accessible to a, a good sample size, and I think it can help you narrow down what you want. But the opposite side of that is you have too much access to yeah, everybody. Yeah, there's so and many it, options. And is it the mentality is, a is there always a better app? It's that, yeah. is there something better out there mentality yes. also? It's two ends of the spectrum. I always thought it was rather exhausting, actually. Dating? Yeah, because it just... I think it's so easy and you get to this point, especially after you go through a big breakup and you get back to the point where you feel like you should do it. I think you, at least in my case, I felt like I should be putting myself out there more and more. Mm -hmm. And then I would just get tired and it wouldn't necessarily be that the date was bad or that the person wasn't a quality person, but I would find myself on the way to it. Just being like, I don't really want to do this. I feel like that too. Like I've gone through like these stages of date, 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 no talk to nobody for like six months, date, 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 talk to nobody yeah. and just kind of figure out what I want. But I feel like in those times where you stop dating and you figure out what, who you really are and what really makes you, you fall in love with yourself again, which I always figured I would like overlook a lot of red flags. And then every time I would stop dating, I would look back at it and be like, what the hell was I thinking with that guy? Like, he's not meant for me. What the heck? Why did I waste well, my I'm time? Well, I'm glad that you said, I'm glad that you said that you kind of take periods and fall in love with yourself again, because I have, I, I think that it's a cyclical thing throughout our lives. I don't think that we're ever always on and always loving ourselves. I think it's a, it's an evolving process. And it's, I guess, probably in a similar way, you know, whether it's dating, whether it's work, or sports or whatever, I think we go through these times in our lives where we're just on and we're like in the zone and we're doing it. And then at some point, in my case, a lot of times I would either start to overanalyze and I would, you know, gradually get more anxious or whatever. And then I would kind of be back down here and I'd have to take a break and kind of figure out how to just kind of be happy by myself again. Mm -hmm. And I think dating in, at least for me, in that sense, it was... Well, I was also pretty new here, so I was just trying to get out and and kind of like be around and see what kind of what type of people are even in this town, you know, and and then I would get to the point where I'm like, you know what, I'm just tired. I just I don't want to do this. It is. It's exhausting because then you go and even when they are good, you're like, okay, what the hell do I do now? Yeah. I I went on a I went on a what I would consider a pretty solid date. Like opened the car door, like you know, did all the things, was really a nice guy. We got along great. Um, now he sends me Snapchats of himself in the morning. And the first one I got, it was, good morning, beautiful. And it was just a like a Snapchat of himself mm-hmm. on his way to work. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm done. Uh, this is why I don't date. This is why I don't do this. Like, cap it. Because this is, this is weird. <laughs> so, but- Do you think that's weird? Or is that normal? I mean, I think Snapchat's like not my thing. I don't do Snapchat yeah, anymore. I don't I'm either. not even on it. So I don't know. I don't know about Snapchat, but if he sent like a good morning text, sometimes it gets like overwhelming. You're like, look, we only need to talk a couple of times. I don't know. You like yeah, it's like a state where you're like, you know, we can just talk a few times a week. That's okay. It's like, fine. I, don't, I don't need to talk to you every day. It's yep. all right. Yep. But I, to me, it's like, okay, what, what is that 
what is that snap? Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, why don't you call me on your way to work if you're a real person? Like that, yeah, I'm like still that very like old yeah, school and the, this sure. dating of this, like, I don't know what to do. I don't yeah, know what that means. Yeah, but I will means. say you're, you're, you're a pretty rare bird in the, in the call people thing. <laughs> I do. Yes. In the call people. <laughs> so when Scott and I first started like being friends, I would call him and he was, he always <laughs> answered hello, like as if like there was an emergency. He thought that there yeah. was something wrong. Like, oh, and I was just calling to be like, hey, man, Actually, what's going I wasn't. on? Here? That's just how I answered the phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's, he's like, like you know, you're not please. the only one that I've done that to. A lot of people, like, you know, I've called them and they're like, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, what's up? It's, they're like, well, it's the middle of the day. I don't know why you're calling. And I'm like, well, I just, I don't, you know, I don't we, mind have, the call. we have plans tonight. So I just wanted to talk, you know, <laughs> and people are always so thrilled. I off. never mind a phone call. I just, I think for me, I get, it's it's what's weird because I grew up, I mean, I think we grew up in the era where I used to spend hours on the phone with people when yeah. I was a kid. And then I think some you had a rotary phone there. Yeah. <laughs> you had a rotary phone, their house uh, phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all they have in yeah. North Carolina, apparently. I'm not that old. <laughs> it was a can with a string. <laughs> she was my neighbor. Yeah. Oof. Um, but then, I, I don't know, I think we just got into this, thing where text is just easier because there's no there's no commitment in a text you can just kind of go about your life and and now we're to the point where you can answer i can answer your response to a conversation with a thumbs up i don't even have to write anything it's and sad it is sad but over time yeah, you don't just, get me started <laughs> like when people just write you such dry messages yep. and you're like okay so you hate my guts like you just start over analyzing but it also makes you kind of think, okay, they're clearly not interested if they're writing one word replies and not trying to properly communicate with you. See, I, I'm not a, well, I'm not a one word replier, but I would rather send a short reply to let you know that I'm here. I'm engaged in the conversation. Maybe I'm in a meeting, maybe I'm doing something, but I'm not ignoring. And, but you, do you think, Sometimes that kind of stuff comes off as just like short and snarky. I think it would be better for you just to wait until you had a moment to actually like have a genuine reply or answer, like yeah. a long, you know what I mean? And yeah, ask yeah. a question back. But it kind of makes you feel like you're taking one step and then they're taking half of a step. And you're yeah. like, okay. Yeah, I see that. I do that. I wait. I'll, I will wait like three hours. If I'm in the middle of something, a lot of times I'll read it and then I won't respond because I feel like I can't give it the time or attention. Yeah. And then three hours later, I'll respond. Uh, sometimes I'll forget. And then like the next day, I'll be like, hey, I t- I'm so sorry. And I feel like it makes me sound like I'm douchier. Like I just big leagued somebody for the entire no, day. Like I was it's too a, cool to respond. Chase. But I will, resp- I will respond. No, with, like, fuck a decent- the chase. You don't, no, you, don't, <laughs> you don't believe in the chase? Because there, I, I think there is what? like this cat and mouse chase a little bit. You can't be too easy and overzealous. You, can't you be, cannot be too accessible. To I tell all of my girlfriends that accessible. you cannot be too accessible and you cannot be too available. No, because can't be at anyone's beck and you, call. Yes, you you have well, to put I think yourself. There's a difference between that and saying, you know, like here, I'm. If I have a week where I don't have a lot going on. And there's somebody that I enjoy hanging out with. I, I agree that like, okay, after first date, we can't be hanging out every day. That's not what I'm saying. But it, I don't really have the barrier of it being too early to be like, I'm free a couple days this week if we want to spend time together. Because in my mind, that that accelerates 
the figuring out of whether we really want to spend more time together. Because I value my time in the long run more yeah. than the- No, there's nothing wrong with putting it out there after you have a first date and you're like, hey, so can I meet you again? How, how does Thursday look? And they're like, yeah, that's great. There's nothing wrong with – I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. Um, but I think guys have like this hint and hunch when you're – they know that you're not talking to anybody else. They're like, well, I'm talking to three different girls. So you can be my Tuesday girl. You can be my Thursday girl and you can be my Saturday girl. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I can't, I can never really do that. Yeah. But I do. I, I feel like that is a lot of, because you get bored with people. I, I feel like guys, oftentimes they get bored. That's why, you know, we tell our friends like, Hey, don't sleep with the guy on the first date, you know, cause they've already had it. It's fine. They're moving on. It's an excitement thing, which goes back to the chase. In the beginning, I feel like you do have to you have to create a little bit of excitement in the beginning. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, well, yeah, but like I don't think excitement. Well, <laughs> excitement. Define excitement. Hello. Hey. Well, I mean, I, I think you know, over the course of years, you have to figure out a way to sustain. But I don't. I don't really. I don't think excitement wanes if you're if you click. It's not gonna. It's not like I'm gonna date somebody for a couple months and be like, oh well, I'm not fucking trying anymore. I think people do that. People, I was gonna say that happens all the time. See, I, I hit a point where I'm opposite. I I, I probably give seventy five to eighty percent in the beginning, and then if I feel like it's clicking, then I'm like, okay, now you're hundred. I'm gonna get yeah. And then it gets, I, I become a better person the deeper I get into it. Because once I mentally get myself more involved, more in the game, and that's something I decide that I want to spend my emotional time and energy on, then I that person gets a better part of me. So I'm, maybe that's my fault because I don't, I don't necessarily have, like I'm not trying to divide my energy over multiple people in the beginning, but if there is a person that I'm interested in, I'm probably also not giving that person my full energy in the beginning. Oh, people get about max 25 from me. Really? Yeah, I'm bad. And that's actually like, I've kind of made this commitment. Why? To because I think I'm, there, there's a part of me that's obviously like a little bit guarded. I've already been, yeah. you know, I've been married. Like I've kind of just, you know, but I don't, I want to have a family. I want to, so you have an end goal, but you have all these things that you've been through and like, you kind of got to figure out where you fall in the mid. Yeah. And I don't like, listen, I'm not bringing a U-Haul to the first date. You know I mean? I'm over it. Like I'm in a good place in my life. I'm actually super happy and I'd like to find somebody to do that stuff with. But you know, the, why am I going to, I always think it's like, why am I going to give a hundred percent of myself on a first date just to kind of feel it out? Like, I, I feel like, I want, I'm still in that position where I want someone to be like, hey, I like taking out with you. And, and I want them to kind of be a man about it. I had a guy ask me out, literally text me last night after a day of drinking, being like, all right, I caved. If you want to go out, I'll take you out. What kind of text is that? Let me actually, let me verbatim read this text to you. Kind of lame. I, but that's ultimately why I'm like, why would I give anybody more than 25%? Because like, what am I getting? Okay, I'm caving. If you would like to go out, I'm in. Had what? you did you had you previously? What was the like? Had you asked this person out? No. Why, why would he say he's caving? Caving to what? He he claims that he, he's just know. afraid to ask you out. Or yeah, he's not dating. Yeah, or he's not dating. <laughs> I, I honestly don't. Oh, he's he's whiny, but it, it's like there's cookies down on the 
stove and but I, I was finally sh- caved and ate a cookie. Yeah. I how do you, caved. like, how do you think that that makes me, f- oh, oh, wow, you finally caved. Oh, yeah. And then what, I'm supposed to text back to that, but like, yes, you know what, I, I'd like to go out with you. Thanks for caving. It was, like, it's not, yeah. like, I'm looking for, like, almost, you know, like, somebody to be like, hey, I want to take you out on Thursday at five. I'm a grandma I eat before. Five. But you hate making plans. But that's, but that's why I want someone to just be like, listen, I'm interested enough for, in you to say, I want, I'm going to pick you up at five on Thursday. I want to yeah. take you out. That gets way more out of me than somebody who's like, yeah. And you, no, think that's like, a, yeah. you think that's a rarity for people? For 100%. A and, really? That never happens to me. Really? That, that very Does that rarely, happen to you? How do you feel like it goes? I get all these like loose plans. Well, you know, maybe on Tuesday, like we could get a drink or something. I feel like for me, like definitely in the beginning, a guy was like, when can I take you out again? Like on the first date, like afterwards. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe like let's do this time. And then eventually it starts to like trail off when they realize that I'm not willing to sleep with them. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, shorter and shorter. Okay, this is the fourth date. And uh, I had some guy yeah. tell me one time, like after the first date, just like swoop in to kiss. And I was like, I, I was, Sometimes I'm really awkward and I was very, I stared at the floor of the car and I was like, well, and I literally said to him, I was like, well, thanks for feeding me. And I got out of the car <laughs> and like, and, and honestly, I got back in my house and I was like, I ended up calling that person and I was like, wow, I'm so sorry. That was painfully uncomfortable. Probably for, he was like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was. Point blank. Oh. And he, and you know, we ended up having a conversation cause I actually liked him. He was cool. And, um, he was like, listen, I have this. I have this thing. He's like, if you don't kiss them by the first or second date, you're friend zoned. What? See, I don't know. I, and I'm like, if this is what dudes are out here doing, like calculating things, I, I'm going to be. have like a calendar. Like I feel like some guys have a calendar. Yeah, they do. Like, Started dating her September 1st. If I don't sleep with her by September 30th, yeah. I'm out. And I'm like, okay. Well, I've never thought of it that see way. You, see you later. I don't. I mean, I might. Uh, the one thing that I, the, the, the one part of it that I will give a lot early is manners and in the conversation. Like I, I might not give full effort on the production or doing things or, you know, but there has to be conversation and I will give a hundred percent to that immediately. And my manners, I mean, I'll, that's just like a natural thing, but yeah, no, I think those things are important, but I just mean like in like my overall, but I've never given any, uh, but I think everybody, I don't, I've never once thought about it in a timeline like that. I've never. I think just some guys like the F boys of of Scottsdale are are really like that. And they plot and like (laughs) legitimately like plot when you're going to sleep with them. If you give it up, if you aren't willing to give it up, can I get them drunk? Can I do that? Like they, they think about that. Can I take her out on really nice dates? Will that make her want to sleep with me more? I love when guys ask you to go on a date and the date is like the restaurant across the street from their apartment complex. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, Slick Rick. Yeah, no, no, we see you. you. Yeah, we see you. What like, if it's a great restaurant? Listen, what, what's across yeah. from my apartment is Denny's. So if you, I'm not oh, doing- Oh yeah, you're, uh, Denny's is awesome. I, Why not? I, I am I everyday <laughs> Grand Slam, man. Yeah, Denny's right everyday here. Grand yeah. Slam. You know what? I've never eaten there. You've never been I've, to a Denny's? I've oh never eaten. No. What is wrong with you? I know. I know. You don't like breakfast? That would actually be a cute date. Like, hey, let's go to Denny's. 
I don't. I would like. I don't it. sleep. So the next time I go on a date, I'm gonna literally wake this. I'm gonna call this person incessantly. Wake them up at two thirty and be like, "We're Do going it. to Denny's as our first date." Prime time. Yeah, that's that's when all the that's when come Disney out. Uh, Disney. <laughs> that's when Denny's is at its primo. That's, that's yeah. gonna be my next date. You know the, the IHOP up here on Camelback. You can drink. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's sure of alcohol. Wait, yeah. chocolate chip. Can I get chocolate chip pancakes and tequila at the yeah, same I guess time? You can get whatever you want. Oh, Ooh, that, I don't know about that combination. Oh, no, <laughs> that might be a rough combination. <laughs> I, listen, I combine everything with tequila. It's a problem. Ooh, tequila's good. Tequila's good. I think it's a great concept. Let's turn just turn into an AA meeting. Um, so put that on your put <laughs> that on your date. Put that on your profile. You, yeah. See, I would rather to Denny's go to Denny's. I would have rather never been to Denny's. Really eager to go. Yeah. <laughs> Guys would be all over. Oh, all about Denny's? it. Denny's. Yeah. Oh, and you live next door. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me about a grand slam, baby girl. I don't know. I just. <laughs> I'm not. See, this is why. This is why I can't. Every. Oh God. Every time I do. Every time I go on a date, I'm just like. It's either me, like I'm the worst, or like everyone sucks, but I can't figure out. That's you gotta so- worry about the energy you put in too, because yeah, okay, like if you go into every date, you can't be thinking like, oh god, like oh, I think be I do over. that, and you put that out into the universe, and it's just gonna keep giving you like these shitty guys. So you're like, yep, this is why I don't date. Yep, think? I think I, I definitely think I do that. Um, and I've had a lot of people you- who I've been interested in tell me that they didn't think that I was interested, and I was like. I'm doing something wrong. Do you think that when you meet a person that you're compatible with, Mm -hmm. do you think that it just clicks or do you think that it takes work to figure that stuff out? No, I think it clicks. I feel like the last like relationships I've been in, and obviously, I mean, they they obviously didn't end up well, but when, you know, when you're headed towards something, you could just have like a feeling, like a gut instinct. You're like, oh, they're different. I feel different about that person. Versus like, you know, random guys that you've gone on dates with, you're like, absolutely not. This would never work. But I feel like when you find someone that you're, you're really compatible with, it just flows. There's not this like anxious energy. You just feel calm, cool, collected. Yeah, but I almost feel, I don't know. Those are the ones that always fuck me over. Really? Oh, yeah. Every, t- every time I've ever had like, and this just happened to me where I, you know, this wasn't on a dating app. Like I literally met this person out and they were like chemistry. Like I've never felt blah, 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 blah. Um, and yeah, it, it was the, it ended up in one of the worst, like knife to the hearts. Yeah. Uh, but you kind of have to. For you, you, knife to the heart for you. I think for, I, I think honestly, like probably a combination. Cause it's just like, you don't, I personally don't meet people that I like, trust right off the bat that I feel comfortable with. Like, I think our second date was let's take a nap. Like, let's just take an, like I had, I had been traveling. I had gone like, you know, up, down and everywhere. I think I had gone back and forth to the East coast twice in the same week. Um, and I was exhausted and I'm like, I just want to take a nap. We just took a nap. We didn't sleep together. Like nothing. Yeah. I just took an, like, did it end up being a relationship? Um, no. Ultimately, no. Hmm. And and those are the, like those are the parts that always kill me because it's like I don't I'm not gonna I don't feel that way with a lot of the people so it's it's hard. Why what why not what what cut it off? Um, I mean we're we're still friends. We still you know just weren't feeling the vibe. No, 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 no. I mean we both feel the vibe, but 
we both like he wants to be single and he, oh. you know oh, yeah. and I don't yeah yeah it's yeah, a it's a very so it. it's a very weird predicament to be in see that I don't know that's why I think it's such an interesting conversation because I we're all crossing each other I mean this is not that big of a town no oh this all... this person I literally in the last two Saturday and Sunday we were at the same bar yeah what bar was it oh it was at first I was Little Woody on Saturday, and then yesterday I was at Maya. <laughs> I mean, and I'm, like, about, like, and I'm like, of all the places that yeah, we could, but be, is like, that why like is fate? It like, you think that's like, uh, you know, I, I don't God testing you, like, hey, do like, you believe in fate? Keep, I do believe in fate, somewhat. I do and too, and that's I think why it's really hard. Are you religious? I am. I'm Catholic, but not. I mean, I, I, I kind of practicing. Have a, Are you a practicing? No, 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 Catholic. Not really, no. Well, that's, that's, that's how I define it. Well, I'm not a C and E either. I don't only go on Christmas or. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. we'll see. Christmas uh, and Easter. I think that's an interesting <laughs> conversation too, because I'm I'm definitely spiritual. I mean, I consider myself a Christian, but I don't believe in the church. I just have seen not great things happen, like in the South. So here's a story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I I had a friend of mine that um, in our mid twenties we had already we had already moved out, and he overdosed, and his parents had the procession at their home church. And I always thought the church in the South, especially with like the Bible thumping, you know, fear tactics was kind of whatever anyway. But I I went back home and I was a pallbearer at the funeral. And the generally, I don't, I don't know how it is. And a lot of, I think most churches have a pulpit on either side, but they had taken the pulpit from the side and they moved it to the center and they wheeled the casket in and put it under the pulpit. And the the pastor spent the entire sermon basically over top of his casket from the pulpit being like, don't be like this sinner because he's not in heaven. And I had I not been a pallbearer, I, I mean, I was holding on with my yeah. hands to the pew. I was furious. Yeah. And I and I felt that's really the last time it's taken. And, and, you know, maybe that was just an instance that hit me, triggered me for some reason. But I feel like that's not the way that Christianity should be used, or that's not what I believe. And so I'm always interested in in the conversation of spirituality because I do believe that there's something else. I even, And I'm fully admissive that even if it's just to have a positive thought about the afterlife— it's 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 better than going around thinking, okay, well, when I die, it's just yeah, that's just it. happen to be here. Yeah, you know? and and there's a percentage of me that's okay with admitting that. It's fine if I just want it to be better after. That's okay, but for some reason, the church, like, I'm highly turned off to the church. I always say the universe. I've given up on religion itself, because um, I feel like my thought on religion is as a society, we feel like we have to belong to something. So we have to be democratic or Republican, or we have to be Christian or Catholic or Buddhist or atheist, you know, like even, even not believing in religion has its own category that you have to subscribe to. And I feel like that I don't, I don't like to feel like I belong to any, I like to make choices and I want to feel empowered by situational things. I do. Do you believe in soulmates? I'm not I honestly. Honestly, I'm not sure because having been. Oh, I think we have multiple. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was going to say. And I, I think, think a lot of part of us, like a successful relationship, really has a lot to do with how you. There's a lot of people I get along with. Great. There's a lot of people I don't think that I could, you know, 
work with and on I don't, a day-to-day I don't use, basis. I don't use soulmate in the term of even like a sexual or like lovingly compatible way. I just, I, I have friends, you know, yeah, friends that are soulmates, like guys, you know, that I, I, I mean, I think those people just come in and out of our lives. But I think, you know, obviously dating is on a deeper level, but I think there are, I think sometimes you meet people and I think you can meet a soulmate that you are not long-term compatible well, when you say, so when you say soulmate like that, then yes, a hundred percent. People usually define soulmate as like, you are one person yeah, in life and I, and I don't, See, I don't, I don't know that I thing. fully subscribe to I that. I think when I was younger, just, uh, I believed that in the beginning in my marriage, I believed that. But now I, I, I believe almost the opposite. I believe that any relationship I go through now, I have to have this portion of it where I have my individuality, where I go and do my own thing and we're not dependent on each other because I may, may, and maybe I lean on that heavier cause I didn't really do that as much before, but I don't, I don't subscribe to this whole, like we have to just be classed together. For, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know. I, I totally agree with that. that Let's idea. legally bind ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I don't think you have to 50%. get married either. I don't, I think a lot Mm-mm. of people rush into marriage. I have a lot of friends. Yeah. They're, they settle. They settle on that. To me, that is like the biggest flaw of like dating is I refuse to settle. If I if I want this, this, and this, is, and it's something I'm unwavering on. If I want a family, if I want someone who's driven, if I want someone who cares about what they eat and what they look like, then that's it. Then if they're not like that, then I'm not going to waver or expect them to be that later on in life. And I think a lot of people do that. Yeah, I think a lot of – we were talking about this today because I'm about to hit the 30 mark. And I feel like at 30, a lot of people feel like they have to have have done certain things. Um, and the best thing I can tell anybody is be patient. I, I remember I had just, I was just about to turn 26 when I got married. And I got married because that was just the, uh, not necessarily because I personally believed yeah. in marriage, but that was just the next thing on the box. I had bought my house. I graduated college. I had the job that I wanted. And I was with the person, and I married the person that I was with at that time. Um, and then, you know, a year and a half later, it completely fell apart. We're not, I mean, is anyone surprised? No. I don't think any of my friends or family were. I, but I was, my. See, my family was shocked. Well. Really? Different, yeah. Yeah. Did anyone tell you afterwards? Like- oh, yeah. So I had, so I work in medical sales and I had um, a neurosurgeon mm-hmm. um, who lives in, who's based out of Miami and so great. A lot of these guys are like the dads I never wanted. Um, and they had met, I brought him to one work event. And when, you know, I finally told them all I was divorced, they were like, oh, Great God. We could have yeah. told you. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, and, and they were very, they're like, you were such a ball of energy and you just, you are the sunshine in the room. And that guy was a dud. Yeah. And that guy was a dud because he was so jealous the entire time he was at the event. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. And it all shows the to other people, but it, you know. You don't see it. I, well, I, I honestly, I always tell people, I had my head so far up my ass. I was checking boxes and I was going down the line and I had tunnel vision. And it wasn't until I like opened up um, a little bit and. I was like, oh, no, there's a lot of shit out there. There's a lot of great cities to be in. There's a lot of great people to meet. There's a lot of, you know, you, you, you open yourself up. And, and, again, if you have things on a list that you want out of people, don't set. Like, be patient. They will come. They will yeah. find. Do that's, you that's feel the like there's a difference between settling and choosing, say, if your list is 10 and you choose, like, the five most ideal things? Do you consider that settling? No, because I don't think you ever will get I, – I think that – you know, we've talked about this. I think you have your list of 10 things that you want out of a person. Um, 
And I think you're not going to get all of them. I do genuinely believe that there's no like perfect. And when you make lists sometimes on people or what they should be like, it hinders you. Um, But I think that your top, you know, if you have a list of 10, take your top three and, and define your top three. And if that person doesn't give you at least the top three. I got, I mean, in my marriage, I definitely got the bottom half of my list. I got, you know, maybe nine, 10, um, but I didn't get my top three and he didn't get his top three. And I think ultimately that's what, what people struggle. Um, so. I just think it's so interesting that we, you know, even, even not necessarily with dating, but with friends. And that's one of the, the most fun things about doing this is there's all these people in this town that we, cross paths with yeah. i mean if we if we like we just met tonight if we think about over the last couple of years how many times we had to have been in like the same space and never knew each other mm-hmm. that's I, I don't know i think that's such an interesting thing and i think it's even more complex when you think about trying to date and figure out all these people because when you think of like what whatever you want to call it like the six degrees of separation mm-hmm. <laughs> of people that know each other that how everybody's connected in a town like this. And I think it happens even in places like New York. I've had this, I mean. Like inner circles. Yeah, because I think even it. even in a place like New York, you, you're in your borough. You're not like, you know, you're not traveling all the way across town. Maybe now a little more with the dating apps. People do that, but they for sure didn't back in the day. People stayed you, just because you – the. The whole saying of like, well, there's 12 million people or whatever in New York. That doesn't really mean shit yeah. to me because there's only... So many fish in the sea. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we're all swimming in different but ponds. But I'm operating so in a two We're not radius. in the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. So what are you... In 2020, is there anything you're just really looking forward to? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to see what, what acting brings. Um coaching volleyball this year and kind of just branching out, traveling more, doing, keep continuing to do things that make me uncomfortable. Um, not really looking. I don't know if I'm looking for a relationship this year, but definitely trying to be more vulnerable than I've been. That's good. I think that's a good, I don't know. I, that's always an interesting conversation for me too with people because I feel like I'm, for all of the other flaws that I have, I'm always super open to being vulnerable. I don't, that doesn't really bother oh. me at all. This is why Scott and I are friends. I'm a he's he, he's going to make me, I always say, like, we balance each other out well. He, like, opens my, he'll say things, and I'm like, oh, man, I really got to open up. I got to be more like you. I have no problem with doing it. And I, I don't really he does mind. It. It's great. I it's don't fantastic. even really mind to get hurt. I don't mind to be, you know, I'm, I'm fine with embarrassing myself. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll love, I have no problem making fun of myself. And I've really, at, at the core of it, I don't mind getting hurt because I think it's no different than in my mind, it's no different than if you, you know, maybe you're doing something athletic or whatever and you, there's a physical boundary there that you just have to overcome and you, you know, you physically scrape your knee or you just keep going till you get that thing with emotionally. I feel like that's the way I am with the pain. Not that I just am trying to put myself in situations where I suffer, but I think when I do, I embrace it because then I look back and I'm like, okay, well, what exactly was it that caused that situation? Was it me? Was it this person? Why and how? And I feel like a lot of that stuff that that y'all talk about, I can't speak on the women's side of it, but I feel like dudes are just afraid to do that. Like I feel like a lot of dudes are 
they're emasculated when they let any kind of that vulnerability out there. Yeah, I mean, maybe they have some baggage themselves when they were the nice guy and they were the guy that just laid it all on the line and then some girl just really screwed him over. Because girls do it too. Like, we we bitch a We bitch a lot, but, yeah. but girls, I, girls definitely do it too. And that's why I always say I just try and be like an honest person. But the I feel like with, I would never get mad if you were honest with me. The problem with that is if I, if I was seeing one person and they completely ran over me, Maybe there are things that I have done that I could have done or sh- that I should have seen to handle that differently. But if I then judge the next person on being run over by that previous person, mm-hmm. that's not fair. I'm already going into that next one behind or that person is. And I can't, the flip side is, okay, well maybe I won't get hurt, but I just have never been able to do that. And and be honest with myself. I think if I'm my my most honest self, I'm like, well, if you're going to get me, you know, I'll be vulnerable if I get hurt. Like, yeah. that's not really on me. Oh, my pride. <laughs> Pride's a bitch, man. Let me tell Your you. Ego. Yeah, pride yeah. is such a bitch. And I got to be better at, like, because I feel like I'm myself all the time. Like, I've never really, but when it comes to emotion, like, everything is a joke. I take nothing seriously. And if I was a little bit more like, hey. I like but you. see, I'm prideful. I could, I could never say that. <laughs> like it would, it like gives you cold sweats. Yeah. Like really. I, I, now, if somebody were to, you know, if I were to get past a certain point, then yeah, no, I have no problem like talking necessarily more about my emotions. But like, kind of in the beginning, when I think it's actually sometimes most important, I'm like stone cold Steve Austin. Do you think that's why people <laughs> like, like peg you of having like the hard candy outer shell? Yeah, a hundred percent. I get that all the time. I get that all the time. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've been around you enough, but I don't really see that at all. Oh, I'm soft as shit, soft as puppy, <laughs> soft as puppy shit. Swear to God. But if you, but but it's because I have. You have to get to know. Are me you vulnerable way. early, or do you do you have a guard? Uh, ooh, I feel like I'm a hundred percent. Like I'm very honest and open for the most part, but vulnerable. I like vulnerable, vulnerable. No, yeah. I don't think so. I think I'd still have. Like I don't fall for anyone. Like I. I, I w- oh, I'm the type of girl that has the redhead has three rep. guys on deck, and I'm yeah. not like I, See, I have I three guys that's... in my DMs. I can rotate if I need to, and and that's because I know that they're doing the same thing. So I I'm not I'm not willing to lay it all on the line if they're not. You know same. What I mean? we're, we're, so if they're if they show like I'm gonna lay it on the line, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm gonna put it all out there, then then I'll take the step. But if they don't, then I'll keep playing the game just as well as you can. It's yeah. I feel like that's what everybody's. We'll just keep sending the Snapchats, you know. Yeah, that's like good. I'll play the game too, buddy. Maybe that's why. What's I'm your? Not. Did you get okay? How many dudes inboxed you on Kiss a Ginger Day? Oh, I didn't get. No, I didn't have that. I didn't have that. Oh, for you the love of God! January was it? January twelfth is Kiss a Ginger Day. I don't. I don't. I don't know that. Yeah, again, dudes, dudes think they're so cute. They, like, sent me this, you know, like, in my, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Do you have, day. like, a regular, um, like, skeezy DM that you get? Is there? Yes. There's this one basketball, God. There's this one oh, this basketball is, this player. This is a person. I was yes. going for concept. No, you got no, a person. no. Yeah, there's, like, a basketball person. player that he, like, was with one of my teammates, and he was just, like, a skeezy dude. And he always DMs me on the regular, like, oh, you look so beautiful today, or like hard, like, but like creepy, like not creepy, but 
weird when you know that they have a girl. Weird enough, but like you can't get it, it's a nice compliment that he could technically give to everybody, but also you shouldn't be giving okay, it to so me. It's like that middle line. Here's my question yeah. for the like good dudes out there that maybe just I don't know, maybe maybe they're not the best at openers. Like what's a good slide into the DMs? What works? Oh, not asking me if the curtain matches the drapes. Yes. Okay. Like yeah, that's, that's, that's a for, I can, you know, it's really hard to tell you what you can do, but it's really easy for me to tell you what you do not do. What's, is that the worst? If another person asks me if the curtain, you know what my worst drapes, is? I mean, this like, is the thing for that the love happens to me all the time. Even with white guys, they come up to me and they'll say, or they'll DM, we'd make some great Blake Griffin babies. I'm like, because like, I'm a redhead and I'm tall. I'm like, you're white. Like, that's physically impossible. <laughs> that's cringy. It's that's cringy. Like, that's the cringiest statement so I've it's ever like, heard. Why would a guy, their opening line is, I want to impregnate you. And they think like, I'm like, yeah, like, please impregnate me. That sounds amazing. And Blake Griffin <laughs> is by far the ugliest mixed person. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. I think Blake Griffin's <laughs> hot. <laughs> okay. I do think Blake right. Griffin's hot. I think, th- I think there's a lot of beautiful mixed people in the world. I think Blake Griffin is the worst example that we no. could He's a unicorn. (laughs) He's a unicorn. He's a ginger and he's black and white. He's everything. I mean, he just hits all the- Unicorn. He hits unicorn. (laughs) Back in the day- Remember when we just talked about checking boxes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the unicorn for sure. He's checking all the boxes. But at the same time, I don't get why guys opening lines, it's, I'm going to impregnate you. I would love to impregnate you and have your babies. I had a Spanish guy told me his mother would love me. And I was like, oh, why? He goes, white babies. I was like, oh, bro, come on. I started off not so bad. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh really? Your mother would, oh, my mother hated me. guys will always let you down. Yeah. guys will always let you down. We're so stupid. They bring We're so stupid. Even, the, <laughs> so even like the smartest of us. Are, <laughs> Do some dumb things. I don't say dumb stuff like that, but I just every day. I'm not going to lie. I was in a bar one time and this was a couple years. I was younger. So we were in like a younger crowd bar mm-hmm. for sure in Boston. Um, and I had a guy physically shove his friend into me and tell everybody we're going extinct so we should procreate Ew! i was like first of all you just shove yeah i was like who who does these things like did you think that was funny i have a great obviously i have a great sense of humor like what's wrong swing and a miss on that one buddy do you like redheads you like other gingers um some of them yeah i'm not again i'm not opposed to it i i at all um it's a tough sell sometimes I mean, yeah i feel like it is <laughs> like it's, it's hard to be it's hard so, to be an attractive i'm not gonna lie it's with the pale it, skin it is a tough sell sometimes without this spray tan like i'm a tough sell too yeah, like yeah. I, I assure you spray tan yeah. tinted eyebrows tinted yeah. eyelashes yep that's harsh you i have even I, go for your own i time. love no. when i love when people ask me if my eyelashes are real i'm like yes the i have eyelash extensions Yes, these are real. These dark, luscious, long texture eyelashes was given yeah. to me, along with red hair and freckles. They go hand in hand. So, do you do you go for the gingers or no? I don't. I don't like my own race. <laughs> I I would never like. I would. If, there's a lineup of men. I would. I never go for the redhead. Yeah, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but Asian or redhead. Oh, redhead. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I just. I I've just, never, I just it's had to like go. A pose, yeah. If there's a lineup of men and they're all Asian and there's one redhead. Do you say, so do you. I mean, are they like, are we talking Yao Ming? Are we talking like. Yeah, she, like, are they height. tall? She's like, after that height. No, 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 no. Not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, they could be like, you know. Do they have to be foot. your height or above? 
I, I mean, this one guy that I've been talking to recently, he's like 5'11". He's significantly shorter than me. And I don't mind it. I know I, like, I don't try to wear heels around him. You never said I couldn't, but yeah. I try not to. If he says you, if he says you can't drop him like a bad habit, just drop him. (laughs) I hate, well, I hate being told what to do. Like, yeah, heck no. (laughs) Is that a surprise? I hate when tall guys that they'll like come up to you and be like, well, you know, you could wear heels around me. I'm like, okay, I could wear heels whenever I want to (laughs) be. Just because you're tall. I could wear heels making eggs the next morning. Okay. Who are you? Get away from me. (laughs) You're not that, you know, you're not that genetically gifted. Thanks for making me feel so safe as if I could wear heels around you. Congrats. Yeah. Do you typically date? Like, I feel like you've. Typically what? date like athletes, darker guys. Yeah, so that's like what my, that. that's yeah, what's your type for the gentleman like. out there? Yeah, I would say I like really dark guys. Yeah, I don't know, not even mixed guys. I'd say dark, dark. Yeah, yeah. I don't just like physically. I don't know. I'm just attracted to that. That's and okay. Definitely athletic because I hate guys that don't work out. I, like I could never be with someone who didn't work out. Yeah. Because I go to the gym a lot, they wouldn't understand. They'd be like, why are you eating like this? Why are you eating eggs and all this stuff yeah, all yeah, the yeah. time? Protein shakes. See, this is where I think it doesn't just click. I think it th- that's where it takes work, stuff like that, in my opinion. I just think people Your are Your day-to-day. Too... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe, obviously, it, it should click in the beginning. But yeah. I think the whole, you know, if if Megan wants to eat whatever she wants... How about it? Well, we I, we don't do that, but I know like, a couple, and this is I, I feel like sometimes this is how you know it's real. His girlfriend is vegan, mm-hmm. vegan folks, <laughs> and he. Eats she, how many of, times a day does she say it? Oh, so I've actually never met her. Um, oh. I just know about her, and they say it a lot. Those, uh, yeah, those, I mean, vegans, those vegans. If you ever want to know who's the vegan in the room, yeah, don't worry, they'll, they'll tell let you. you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I used to be vegan, so that's. <laughs> Did you say it a lot? No, I feel like people uh, like my you family. Probably did. No, I didn't. Your family, <laughs> family would be like, "We have a vegan in the room." We got a vegan they, over no, here. my family literally would destroy me at every barbecue, every like anything, because I'd be cooking like my like veggie burger. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not giving them shit about what they're eating. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I was not like that type of vegan. I was pretty chill. But they were the ones that always tried to make things, you know, about being vegan and make me feel uncomfortable. It's an easy topic to make fun of. Yeah, it was targeted for sure. I had a target on my back. <laughs> I I just couldn't imagine. I give him so much credit because he eats meat all the time. Like they'll go to a restaurant, she yeah. gets her vegan stuff, and they like completely cohabitate, yeah. and it's totally fine. I'm like, how? how it does can that, be done. It, uh, no, I believe it. I just feel like that would, I would struggle. Would you date a vegan I, now? I mean, yeah, I would. I would still date a vegan, but they would have to know that I'm gonna eat, you know, chicken and eggs and. What about like? Do you wear ever wear leather? No, I don't really wear. No, I don't wear leather. <laughs> Would I date a guy who only wore leather? Is he a biker? No, is he on Sons no, of Anarchy? No, if you were like dating a vegan, then you yeah. like couldn't wear your. Oh God, I don't know. What I knew I this person in London, and she was a staunch vegan, but she loved Doc Martens. Like it's probably the most hypocritical thing I can ever think of. <laughs> She wore her leather boots every single day. No, she would wear them every day. And she would be like, yeah, I know it's kind of hypocritical, but. 
<laughs> yeah, I feel like that. Yeah, that's a tough. That's again, there's another tough sell. I'm telling you, it doesn't just click. That's like it's people gotta... like I really care about the environment, and they get on this high horse, and you go to their house, and I'm like, where Where's your recycle? Oh, we don't recycle. Oh, okay, great. Well, yeah. See, that's why there's so many people. Like you'd be surprised. I believe how many that people. we we all have different causes. You know, like we all can't help the cancer people. We we all can't help the animals. We we like help what we can help and what you're driven to. Mine is not. I think there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being like no. But that's why I always say I am not giving money to the homeless today. I don't feel like it. I'm sorry, Panhandler. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I saw a sign uh, yesterday. Where did I see that sign? And it was it was oh it was in it was in Old Town, and it was basically telling you why you shouldn't give money to panhandlers and it, instead it had a list of websites that you could donate that were reputable for helping I the homeless a hundred percent agree with that or you it. can feed the homeless if you see them on the street be like look do you, buddy do you want some food do you want some water yeah. but they almost always say no okay then then that, no then that's that's where your charity ends i don't think you have i to went give them one time i was um walking with abe in dc and there was this homeless guy that we used to pass and he, I, finally one day I went in and I, I I was going to Jimmy John's for lunch and I came out and I had bought a, an extra sandwich and I was like, here, do you want the sandwich? And he was like, no, I don't want your fucking sandwich. And so I sat right there in front of him and I let Abe eat the sandwich right in front of him and that made him even more mad. I think they get triggered by that stuff. <laughs> but it was funny. <laughs> well, I, I'm stoked that you came to spend some time with us. I hope that you had fun. Yeah, this is I great. Hope that you guys you, are fun. You're awesome. I hope you can come back. We're going to have to have an update on Thursday. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I'm excited. For sure. <laughs> so I, I think it's awesome that you love to step outside your own boundaries. I think that's what drives this. I think that's those are the kind of stories that we're most interested in. And so thank you for being awesome. Thank you for coming oh, to talk to us. Thank you for having us. me. I love and, people that aren't complacent. Yeah, like she is absolutely. she is 26 and she is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And I love everything about that. Yeah, now you You're have to super cool here's, have. we're giving you an assignment other than okay. updating oh, us. Dear. I can't wait for it. Other than updating <laughs> us on the date. Yeah. You got to add some things to your list. Okay. And you have to do them over the next whatever how many months and then you're going to come back and Okay. We're going to have part 2. All right, let's do it. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having Thank me, you. you guys. <laughs>